All right, Plat Chat episode 166. Once again, here with Custa. And this time, we got Kalush and Salmon to counter the Dante and Jake perspective, the Houston Outlaws. Bias. Yeah. Uh, Kalush, you said you'd, you'd heard some things in the, in the previous episode. Um, you know, the announcement was made, Toronto Defiant. You guys finally uh, were announced the worst secret in the Overwatch League. And uh, so obviously you had to come on this episode to, uh, to you know, straighten things out and you know, talk about the lay of the land, really. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw Dante said we have ego issues and that we throw scrims, but that wasn't, that wasn't like our team as a whole. I think it was more, it was Atlanta players. It wasn't us. Okay. okay? <laughs> it wasn't the show. I, take, <laughs> I take scrims very serious. Oh, I know okay, Sam yeah. does for sure, too, so... Yeah. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know where that conclusion came. from. I mean, like, but... bro, he's talking about like we used to throw Houston scrims and contenders. Like, he got needs to realize that was like three years ago now. Yeah, it's when kid, they were like 17, 16 year old kids. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're, they're gonna do that. But like, once you start getting paid a salary, you kind of like. Like, don't get me wrong. We, I'm sure scrims will be thrown this year. Like, I'm sure that'll happen at one point. But like, every it's not gonna be like a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's never yeah. gonna be a problem. All right. At uh, least not from me. Okay, not from Kalush, yeah. yeah well, I'm now sorry. we need to... We got to get the Atlanta guys on next. We're just throwing the baton forward. You know, the, we shit talk, you know, the Toronto got shit talked. Okay, now we throw it onto Atlanta. We'll pull them on, and then they'll shit talk someone else. They're going to say it was Gator and Hawk. Get a constant and that will have Gator and Hawk on. No, no, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they can't defend themselves, surely. Like, <laughs> seriously, after, like, like, they seriously cannot defend themselves. It was so bad last year. It was so bad last year. Yes, yes. <laughs> was it not horrible? Yeah, it was. All right, so explain. Bad. Just give a little bit of context so that Reddit doesn't go fucking wild oh, with this. You got I mean, it, or you want me to? I mean, it would be weird. I mean, it didn't matter. Like, uh, they'd win two maps. That's enough for them to start throwing. They'd yeah. lose two maps. That's enough for them to start throwing. Like, it, it wasn't like it, it was just they just <laughs> scrim wasn't going how they wanted it to. Win or lose, start throwing. Boring meta over <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah boring map, map, that's or, no, no, no no a good one was like um if they didn't play the map that we were playing like in, in a scrim that weekend i wouldn't try oh wouldn't try. god oh, that's, that's the worst. worst yeah yeah oh my god yeah i mean we'd always have to try to bargain whenever we schedule scrims back in the day just like oh well you know if we give you numbani we'll take king's row just like let us let's scrim this map because we gotta practice with this one and you'd be like okay fair enough but so not going through with that promise that that that's the absolute worst. You have to deal with that, Costa, in the Overwatch League, right? In 2018, 2019. Oh yeah, as well. like throwing scrims isn't a new thing or like unique to any uh, one team or player. Like people have bad days, teams have bad days where they just like all of a sudden they decide that they want to give up. Like I think when you're in a bad meta was the worst. Like when we're in like peak goats, some teams just like gave up. They're like, fuck it, we're just gonna play something else and not play ghosts, and you're just like wasting your time. So <laughs> yeah, like, you're like yeah. sweet, that's fun. Um, so it's not a new thing. It's always going to happen. But like, as you guys said, like usually the more mature you get as like just a person and a player, like the less that really happens because you just sort of like grow and realize you're wasting your own time. You're wasting everyone's time and it just like hurts you in the long run, Raggers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I didn't mean to open the show and just like throw punch <laughs> to the bat to, uh, to, uh, to Jake and Dante. Anyway, it's just, it's just banter, just fun stuff. Um, how's the offseason been, guys? I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, I believe I saw earlier this week you actually landed uh, in Toronto and got to the facility. You guys are rooming, if I understood correctly. Uh, no, not me and no. him. Oh, no? No, nah, thank, thank God. Thank <laughs> God? Yeah. Wow. Uh, 
I think it's me, Mayed, and then him, OG, UV, Sweets, Sweets, and then Hydron and Speed. Really? Yeah, I think that's how it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. yeah, we're not all on the same floor. We're like stacked on top of each other, so it's weird. Uh, well, I I want to let, well, let's kick it off with like because you guys were all friends. You guys have played together for like such a long time. How did this off season go? Because like. Did you guys sort of speak to each other and be like, hey, it'd be awesome to get the band back together in a way. Let's find a team that wants us. Did Toronto approach you guys? Like, how did this really all come together? It felt like this was always in the making. Like, I can't help but feel like last year was just a bye year to get it all underway and get everyone in the same location. Am I wrong? Uh, I mean, Hydron said it. It was if if no AT player like would have won like the league, then we were were coming back together. Kind of had like a idea of what we wanted to do we i mean we all want to play with each other we we had the chemistry on et uh we were beating a lot of the top owl teams like two years ago three years ago so i mean we kind of felt that we had the chemistry that we needed in order to compete at the highest level in the overwatch league but unfortunately and it doesn't it doesn't happen like that all the time to where you can i think picked up. i got big thing is we honestly just wanted to see like how we would actually do in the league too yeah like, that's for me so Oh, you had that thing where like, oh, you know, what if we stuck with this team for longer? Like, mm-hmm. we had a really good thing going and like, we could have snowballed that. Because, I mean, it, it's so far away now, but you know, when, when I was part of Rogue, we had a really good thing ro- going and then that kind of like split up and like we went separate ways and all that. But then like a year later, you know, I was off the, off, off the Misfits and like everything went to shit. So I had to pivot to being broadcast talent because I was washed up now. But like, I always went back and thought like, oh, you know, what, what could have been if I stuck with Rogue instead and like we got through a bad meta for us, like, you know, what could have been of that Rogue and like, could I have been in the Overwatch League if I had stuck with that team rather than going separate ways? So that's kind of how you feel now, where it's just like, well, now we'll finally know like how good American Tornado would have been in the Overwatch League. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm an excuse guy. I like to give excuses, but <laughs> I'm not, uh, if we... If it's not as good as Overwatch One, because like that that ball comp was just fucking good for us. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't play it in that meta. Yeah, but like, I was on Sig, froze on ball. Yeah, like that was just like the perfect comp. And I I think Overwatch One was just like, I think it's fair to say that the tank line is probably the strongest part of AT. I, I oh, well, for a one thousand percent, it was. Yeah, I'd say you guys it was. Got so like now we only got one tank. Then. <laughs> well, it's just me and him. Okay, wait, like how how high do you guys put respect on your name? Because that's like kind of the Shanghai Dragons comp. Like, do you guys think you could have been competitive at that level, like back then in 2020? Uh, I think we would compete with them. I don't. I'm not gonna say we would beat them because obviously they won them. the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never scrimmed them, so we can't really get like a a good grasp on how we would compare to them. But I think we would. It would make compete, it. 100%. Yeah, we. Yeah, hundred percent compete with them. It wouldn't be Atlanta. Because I know Speedily yeah. has a way better Echo than, like, Flutter. And then, like... The 2020 MVP with the Echo skin. You think Speedily back then yeah, was still better at Echo? One, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. no Speed, Speed's been the best Echo in the world for, like, years like, now. He's, he's ridiculous on that. Yeah, no, I don't it's, like, it's, like, it's genuinely, like, not close either. It's, like, yeah. I think he's actually, like, the one person on what the one hero where I think he's, like, levels ahead on any other yeah player wow. it's not close yeah that's a claim i i hope we get an echo meta this season now i hope i hope we see it because like as you said speed's been hyped up for like as you said like a really long time you know we were, it was awesome to see him come into the league this year but like even when he did come into the league it felt like we never really got to see like 
his true form in a way. So it'd be awesome coming into this season, playing with you guys, if we could, everyone could start to experience how good he is as a player. Yeah, because correct me if I'm wrong, like Echo was played before the playoffs in like scrims and practice and stuff as well. So I guess, you know, I was kind of hoping to see Speedily playing Echo in the playoffs and then Dallas Fuel just like ruined everything everything there was a couple maps thing, shock but... was playing echo yeah yeah and then we we got to anaheim and then we just lost like every malcolm map i was like all right just fuck well oh, fuck it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm going back to the bench good luck guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i was already playing like i was only like three maps too and then yeah 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 no i literally called it before the play like that meta happened i said it was monkey or monkey sojourn tracer at first everyone was screaming yeah and then like you know, knowing Dallas, I was like, Dallas is going to find a way to just fuck up ruin this meta somehow. Yeah. yeah, I was like, they're going to find a way just to just it. ruin it. It seemed like everyone hated it because even even teams like Houston Outlaws, like speaking to those guys, they were just like, oh, you know, they were just like, oh, we, we, we're crushing this meta. We're like playing Orisa. We're having so much fun with things like we're dominating in scrims and LA Gladiators. That went to shit as well. They just like couldn't adapt to the Reaper composition as well. So it seemed like a lot of teams at Soul Dynasty were playing Roadhog. <laughs> And then mm, that yeah. went out the window as well, and you know they struggle in the playoffs. So it seemed like Dallas kind of just like ruined everything um, going into the playoffs. Was it harder to play um, in the playoffs because the meta just like flipped once you arrived in Anaheim, or did you kind of feel like comfortable picking things up? I feel like well, it was. Uh, I don't know. It was pretty easy for us to pick it up. We uh, we yeah. did uh, we did struggle a little bit at first because we we couldn't figure out like we're not good at Brock brawl comps because we don't all speak the same language on the shock so it's like you you have the back and push calls and then people want to make plays it's all got to be like super fast and you don't speak the same language it's like really hard to to come together and play as a unit but we started to figure it out towards the end that's why we lost to the outlaws so badly when we first played them we figured out our issues yeah. came back and i mean i felt like we got really good towards the end well, I'm curious because let, let's sort of deep dive further into this because like you guys came from, you know, the contenders where you're playing with your friends, you're playing in North America, and now you're thrown into a mixed roster. All of a sudden you're on the San Francisco Shock, one of the winningest franchises of all time. Like how was that transition for you guys, like coming into a more professional environment and sort of trying to make your presence known in that team? Uh, well, I, I was kind of nervous. I, th I honestly thought I was playing with Super when I first got picked up. Of course, yeah. I was like, okay, well, it's going to be easier. I just need to play the tanks that I'm good at already. I don't really need to learn all these new things and lead the team. And then I found out I was solo tanking, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I was on the shock too, so I'm like held to this super high standard. So, I mean, I, there's a lot more effort when you join the league that you have to put in. And, you know, it's not just for you. It's for your team and all the fans that are watching. So you really got to, like, step up your game from contenders to Overwatch League. Sam, you were on the shock way earlier than Kalush, by a few months, yeah, I reckon. Did, did, Sam, did you vouch for Kalush? Were you like, you need to get my guy in here? Like, if Super's uh, going to retire, I mean, Kalush in here? Yeah, yeah, So Super retired pretty late. So there wasn't that many options. And um, at the time, like, Kalush was, like, obviously, like, good enough, but, you know, the PR shit. So, um, I mean, I, I just told him, I was like, uh, uh, wait, no, who is the other person I was saying? Oh, false, but he went to Vancouver. So I was like, yeah, I, I like told Krusty, I was like, I really think Kalush like our only like top, like, you know, like we bring Kalush on and he's like already good enough to compete with this team. You know what I mean? I think I, I felt like that was like the only player that was like already good enough and we could make better. 
All right. And how but, did it feel like coming into such a short notice then, Kalush? Because you joined late March, I believe. You were probably on the team earlier than that, but that was when it was announced anyway. And then you got like a month, a month and a half to prepare for the Overwatch League. Was it hard to like get situated with a new team? You know, you got Koreans in there. It's, you know, a, a lot of coaches involved as well, a different structure. Like, how, how was it like getting adjusted to the San Francisco Shock environment and, you know, learning to play with everyone? Uh, well, I mean, it was kind of hard at first because I'm joining a team with non-English speakers. So, like, that's already, like, a number number one barrier I got to get over. Um, I was also in school at the time. So, stage one, I was still doing my test and homework when they were oh, all going shit. out. Wow, um, yeah. Yeah. So, that's why, I don't know, stage one was really rough for me. But, you know, transitioning over, I kind of just tried to have fun with it and do what the coaches told me to. Also, I mean, early stage one, though, we were also, uh, I, I was playing like a good bit and Finn, yeah, was. So, like, it, there was two English speakers, like we were, we were yeah, using, Finn like, speaks really good English. Yeah, oh, yeah, really? yeah. Finn, yeah, yeah, Finn, so it wasn't, too, but I'd say like when uh, it was like, I, I still think it's like really difficult when there's like four Koreans, one English, like, yeah. I still think that's extremely hard. Like, oh, to be yeah, um, the, the communication and some it's of just, the matches was... Yeah. Like, I looked like I was feeding sometimes because of the, the lack of communication. Like, I'd just be yeah. somewhere completely different on the map and, you know. But yeah, did, the transition was pretty easy for me. How did you guys get over that? Because, like, obviously you guys became more successful as the season went on. Is it just, like, you started to getting used to, like, buzzwords, all the usual things that yeah. usually come with that mixed roster? Yeah, yeah. They started speaking I, more English, too. They they took mm, English classes, so... Yeah, but I think overall it is just, like, playing more with each other, to be oh, honest. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah, that's like, with every team. It's like, I asked, like, Krusty about, like, the, the language barrier and shit, like, because I was worried about it at one point, and he was like, nah, it'll, it'll just, like, kind of... It'll it'll fix yeah. itself. It's like, we just play more, so... Do you feel you more have a, like... That's our goal, Krusty. Uh, did you have a lot of confidence in Krusty? Because, like, obviously, Krusty is, you know, a phenomenal coach. He's won a lot of accolades. Like, how was that, you know, coming in and learning from such, like, uh, a heavy coach? Did you just have trust in him? Or was it, like, a even with the coaching, just like the players, you have that sort of language barrier? He speaks somewhat good English, but it can still be yeah. difficult at times. No, Krusty's English is, like... Yeah, it's like he speaks English. Yeah, yeah, oh, really? Yeah, he just, just, yeah, 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 he just speaks English. Wow, so that's, yeah. that was never a problem with Krusty. Krusty 9K both. Oh yeah, the the coaching staff was ridiculously good. That's probably why I got so good so fast. Like Krusty, Krusty didn't really coach me personally. Nine K did, and I nine K that guy is ridiculous when it comes to coaching. That's the only best, reason best why coach I got in the world. How is like the best? People say best this all the, the time. They're like, oh, you know, Krusty and nine K and junk bucket and like it's just too. yeah. It's just like, what, what do they do differently? Like, how are they so good at coaching? What do they do? Is 9K? it like the way they talk to you? Is it the way they break things down? Or like... Everything, all that. You're confident, everything? Yeah, all that. Like, yeah, Nike was a you, player too. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I genuinely will. I, I'll die on this hill. I think Nike is the best coach in the league. Yeah, he could probably coach every game too. I don't know. That guy just... Yeah. He'll, he'll stick on something. He'll watch it back like 30 times. And then he'll tell you exactly what to do, what this player is going to do, how to play against it. He'll just break every single thing down. Or like, no, my favorite thing is when he'll pull up like one fight. I'll be like, all right, so this is how they're playing the game. Just like from one fight. I'll be like, you guys need to do this. Yeah. I'll be like, all right, got it. Done. Yeah, then we just have to carry Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how does that, that conversation go? You're like playing maybe like a Winston meta composition and they're just like, oh, they're investing resources into their Winston. So like go hunt their back line or, you know, is there anything more like in depth that you can 
reference to uh, like... just like angles will be like all right so they're like uh trying to like make you guys like cross like this line so you, someone just needs to go over here call it and they push and it's like oh okay done yeah and they'll <laughs> also break down the enemy tanks play style too mm -hmm. so you can play around it that's what he did a lot for me and then like he'll watch other tanks back he'll pick good things from that tank and bad things and he'll like try to like put it all into one so i can implement their play style and try to use what they do in my own play style is that uh, one of the things that you guys were most impressed by, like coming into the league? Because like that's something that has evolved a lot in the last few years is like coaches as a general, the best coaches have risen to the top. Like in contenders, did you ever have like, obviously I'm not saying like blame your previous coaches or anything like that, but is like that level of structure and that highest level of coaching. Like, do you think that's what makes a team great in the Overwatch League? Mm, or do you think, think players makes... are still more important? Players are uh, way more important, but I think the coaches do help if... You're like underexperienced, I think. Yeah. Like if you if you have more experience as a player, I feel like you kind of don't need a coach anymore. Like I'd say this year is the year to where, like I'd probably still need a little coaching, but I don't need it as much as I did last year coming. I mean, I think like now for like now that we're experienced, coaching is gonna like it's a different. We need it in a different way. It's not like yeah. we, the way we needed it last year is gonna be is like different than this year. Yeah, because in contenders you didn't have the competition that this league has like there's teams doing certain things that you've never seen before and in contenders you kind of just had better mechanics so you went doesn't yeah. matter what you do but wheats who is my coaching contenders definitely he, he definitely helped yeah but, but it was yeah he, he did help yeah. a lot but i mean it's kind of hard to to coach in contenders because the teams just aren't that good i mean yeah, they're, yeah. they're not going to play the game the but right I mean, way we we're gonna like spawn camp by gladi yeah he helped he said yeah. he said some stuff to help <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> i think it's i think it's interesting the way coaching has kind of like evolved and like how we perceived it over the years because if you go by goats for example goats was obviously a very different meta and it goats turned out to be so refined in that like at the end of the day like when you started to analyze goats between the best teams it was like oh well they brig bashed like one second before the other team which opened the door for an earth shatter and like then did the armor pack comment so you had like very micro heavy like mm -hmm. analysis and coaching going on especially when it came to goats and then i think it was like a year or two of like hangover following goats where everyone's just like oh it's all about the micro it's all about like using this ability one second before the other team but it sounds i mean talking to more and more teams this this day and age it's more about first of all communication like the lono spitfire they were just like we're just gonna be the best communicators in the league we're gonna have great teamwork because we have great communication and be on the same page all the time and then the other thing last year if you have great macro understanding of positioning and uh, how compositions work and investing resources like you're pretty much set if you know that the enemy team is going to be a bit more passive when it comes to their winston composition like you can abuse that in your favor when it comes to positioning and the way you invest resources do you feel like it's sometimes coaching is a bit exaggerated in that like you don't need to pinpoint the exact like ability cooldowns and all that the big picture mm -hmm. is more important the macro is more important and that's what's going to sway matches am i correct or am i wrong uh, yeah yeah so i'd say um macro is more important but when it is like the stage three and playoffs metas where it's like one comp that's when micro kind of has like a lot more yeah, yeah. like but, when like, every team is doing the same thing you kind of need the cooldowns to be used yeah yeah times. yeah yeah that's really it but like, i agree with like the macro stage stage one stage two was like it wasn't really macro. My, I don't even remember really micro in stage two at all. Yeah, it was kind of like a general yeah. idea of what you needed to do against a yeah. certain comp, and you kind of just like cooldowns didn't really matter as much. 
so well i guess like the fact as well that stage two it was so open when it came to the metas like you could oh, play yeah. a lot of different stuff it doesn't really a like lend it to be micro oriented because you're like we can't plan micro for every single you know opponent and everything yeah, position. so as long as we're like on top of our game where we can adapt to whatever they bring out if they bring bring out roadog on oasis city center like we know what we're doing against that because we, we practice that so it really depends if you have you know a jotes meta is actually the perfect example if you're playing jotes meta that's when micro starts becoming important because that's when yeah. you're all playing the same comp and like the advantage the edge is really found in you know who's using what ability first in in, in fights stuff like that yeah yeah i but, i well i, I want to move it forward because like with coaching as well like you guys got kasaurus was also a part of the san francisco shock in the past like are you guys happy with him as a coach are you excited to be like working with him and learning from him He's a really good coach, good guy. He knows how to, he knows how to give you the feedback the right way. Like some some coaches kind of give it to you the wrong way, like telling yeah. you you're doing something wrong, make you feel like trash. And then you got the good coaches that'll like give you like, I like the coaches that give you options. They don't like say this yeah, is how yeah. you have to do Confine it. Confine you to one one. Yeah, day. you get one yeah. thing to do. I like the coaches that lay out like three options. Pick one, see if it works. If it doesn't work, try this. Try this. You know. Those are the good coaches. Cass usually does that, so I love his coaching style. Agree. Yeah. Are you are you focused heavily on like good vibes this year? Was Casor? Did you always want Casoris as a head coach? Was he like a number one option when you realized? Well, if we're gonna bring back American Tornado in the Overwatch League, like who who would you like to to be coached by, or was it more like, hey, we're getting Casoris on the Toronto Defiant? Like this is a slam dunk. Of course, we wanna. You know, um, head coach, different. like, I mean, it didn't, it didn't matter to me so much, like, if he was head coach or not. I, I just wanted him as a coach, like, wh wherever we went. Because he's just so, awesome. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool to know. Yeah. Um, so I, I was going to bring up more contenders and stuff, but we're already on this San Francisco Shock train here. Um, so I wanted to talk a bit about uh, your part in the San Francisco Shock, Sam, because it, it was a bit of an up and down kind of season for you, um, especially early on in the year. I mean, you were featured quite a bit and you, you saw some playtime. How did you perceive your, your own start to the year in the San Francisco Shock, like stage one, stage two, and your role in the team, your playing time, and uh, what, what, what were your goals as a player back then? Um, I mean, my goal was just like to do my, like just play the stuff that I made out playing um, and get better at stuff I hadn't been playing and just help the team in any way I can. So stage one and at the beginning it was like what that Genji soldier, um, I was playing the Genji and then when it swapped to soldier tracer I definitely think I probably could have played soldier but yeah, that was like have. my fault yeah I, I could have I, I'll, yeah. I'll just I'll, I'll just say I was kind of throwing scrims. Um, <laughs> oh full circle we come back full circle and throwing yeah, scrims. Okay, back. but it, it actually it, it completely stopped after this. No, I was I was like like they, they were, I was just like doing like dumb shit. And they'd be like, like, why are you doing this? Like, this is like after this, it's like Crusty asked me, like, why, why did you guys like do that? And I was like, oh, I was like, that's just like how I scrim. I was, like, I was just trying to like limit test. And he was like, no, 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 no. The team, he was like, you need to, you need to like play for the team and stuff. I was like, okay, okay, I got so, it. so that's interesting. You say limit test because I mean, I understand what you mean because you know I'll, I'll throw some shade. I mean, he hasn't been in the scene for quite a while, but Twick as well. Whenever we scrim with Twick, mm -hmm. like he would actually sometimes in practice. It, he wouldn't feed like intentionally like he never threw because like oh you know all chat and throwing you know scrims or whatever but it would actually mm -hmm. limit test in that he'd actually like push his flanks to the limit yeah 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 that's quite a bit that's kinda, especially like I, I never really played soldier like 
uh, like competition. So I was just really seeing like what you could. I'm like, what, what can we do on this here? You know, like how far can you push it before? Yeah, you yeah. I mean, and then uh, stage two. I mean, it was just like the the, the hit scan kind of role was swap. Like I, we we kind of figured out it could like swap a lot. So you saw me like swapping the Genji a lot, swapping the Echo, and just other stuff. So yeah, I mean. Meta. Yeah, a lot of the maps I was I was playing, and then my sojourn got like I think pretty pretty good. It was pretty good that stage, but um, yeah, I know a lot of people were like surprised when I didn't play like stage three because it was like sojourn who I played last stage, and then Genji when I played stage one. But um, uh, it was sojourn Ash at the start of stage three, so Kilo was playing the Ash. No, it was Ash Genji. That's what it was. Yeah, it was Ash Genji at the start of stage three. But I'm, was I was saying like a hit scan could swap between Sojourn yeah, and Ash. Yeah. And Shock didn't know like if Sojourn was 100% better. So I didn't play that Sojourn role. That's why Kilo took that over. And, and like throughout the year, like how did you feel about this substitution strategy? Because you came in like, uh, especially as time went on, like very scarcely, like every now and then you just came in like in a random map five to just like clutch it out. Like how do you feel about those situations? Is Do you take it as just a... This is my job. I need to come in map five and dominate. Yeah, yeah, that, that's how I had to take it. Like, I, I played Li Zhang. Unfortunately, it was map five. Like, yeah, I, I, I gotta play. It. I can't say oh, it was map five. I'm not, I'm not playing it. Like, no, we I scrimmed Li Zhang, so I gotta play Li Zhang. You know, <laughs> and you crushed it. And you crushed it. And like, so how how was it playing as like a consistent? Uh, I would say almost like second string, like proper, obviously MVP of the league, incredible player. Do you did you sort of struggle with being like, well, I'm not going to be able to play these heroes because proper is always going to be able to play? And did you change your almost like hero style and what you were practicing around that? Mm -mm. No, yeah. nothing like that. I mean, um, I guess Sojourn was like the only thing I really changed. I mean, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't really change that kind of. I don't. I don't think so. At least, I mean, we didn't really have ranks, so I don't know how much I could really change. Oh right? yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah. So. How was that? You give, give me that feedback. Like no ranked, almost Horrible. impossible to practice. And you guys, Horrible. you know, as you said, came on and off of the bench. Like, how did you guys just practice in general? You just shooting bots? Like, how we? How are you doing it? Uh, I would. I would one v one with Kilo for a lot. Like me and Kilo, we just play like that one v one thing. That yeah. Was, yeah. Really. Yeah, I would just do like Winston primal codes. That's literally I did it for like thirty minutes before we started scrimming. I mean, we had six. Uh, we had three out, three blocks, so six hours. So yeah, and you kind of get good pretty fast. If you're yeah. scrimming that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So how did you like? How did you feel about your place in the San Francisco Shock when when Striker um, was signed to the lineup? Because at, at that point, I, I, you probably like know your role in the San Francisco Shock and like what was asked of you, and then Striker gets in as well. So then you're like, well, now I gotta, you know, compete for playing time with Striker um, mm. and, and Proper and, and Kilo at that time. W were you still like committed? Like, did you feel like you had a goal in mind and a responsibility to your team, or like what, what was your headspace during that time? Mm, I mean, a lot of a lot of like emotions. Uh, I, I mean, what I was told and stuff was, um, like, it was just like a whole bunch of different stuff. I mean, they, they, they were, um, it wasn't like anything bad, you know, like, I still like love everyone that was shocked. Like I was, I would never get like mad over them wanting like someone else, but I mean, I don't really know how to explain it. They, uh, they said that a brawl meta was coming and then they were just like, uh, they had one with like striker with the 2019, right. Uh, they felt like the the brawl meta was coming, so they were like extremely confident that Striker could perform well in a brawl meta. 
and that was kind of like the reasoning yeah yeah I, I, and then like, felt, yeah go on and then i, I guess I, I i did ask them i was like so why wasn't i like dropped you know what i mean i did ask that i was like what and then uh, they said that like uh if it was like genji and just like or like double flex stuff i guess they, they want to keep me well you did say you got some echo playing time yeah so. and I, yeah I, w I was playing echo a little bit but yeah that didn't that didn't go through yeah. to like the matches so in a slightly different meta like we still see mm -hmm. sam at the playoffs so they still felt like you you of course you know brought value to the team and they valued your kit and you know they wanted to get yeah, involved yeah. you know they wanted me to play tank so. they wanted you to play but, tank yeah. you almost pulled a dante yeah. you almost pulled a dante yeah. uh if, if they wanted me to like try, try me out on tank a little bit they cr honestly for like a, a good bit of the year they wanted to like try me on tank more but uh how did you feel I'd, about uh, that? Uh, my, my thing was, if they tanked me, I was like, you guys got to sign me for another year. Was like, <laughs> I was like, Honestly, that's, the, that's super smart because if they put you on yeah. tank and then it doesn't mm -hmm. work then you, and you mm -hmm. get dropped, it's like, well, where do I go from here, right? Yep, like, exactly. So I was, like, I was like, listen, I'll play tank all you guys want. I was like, going to need a two-year. Yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, that that was my role, and they, I mean, they were understanding, like, you know, when it comes down to stuff like that, you got to consider the team and yourself, you know, and that that's just what I, that's just like kind of what I came to. Do you know yeah. what tank they wanted to put you on? Like, what's the one specifically uh, they wanted to practice? Human Zarya. Human Zarya and Monkey yeah. and Stage One. That was terrible. No, 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 no. That, like, they wanted me to, and at Stage One, it was like oh, Zarya, they you but to play Doom too, though. Yeah, it was Zarya Doom, but like if I had to swap Monkey, they they were like, you can, you can put like yeah, shit. It's, it's pretty. Yeah. Well, okay, let, let's transition this onto you, Kalush, because like you, as you said, this is the only tank you got forced to play Winston a bunch. Um, I honestly like you could see your improvement go throughout the year, as you said, six hours a day of scrims, like you can see that growth. How did you feel about having to pick up a lot of main tanks, having to play a lot of things at the highest level that you weren't really used to? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of stress, man. Like that that first stage, I've never felt that stress in my entire life. Um, yeah. But the coaches really did help a lot. The team was really understanding that I was learning these new heroes, so they were they were trying not to flame me. But I could kind of tell that they were getting a little frustrated in some of the scrim blocks, but they weren't saying it. Oh directly. yeah, the, the added the added language barrier. Oh like, yeah, I like, could oh, tell yeah. they were talking shit oh, sometimes. Man. I was like, oh, I no, no, no. you could easily man. tell when like, know, they were yeah, trying yeah. to figure out like what they wanted to tell you, but they couldn't. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. I, I felt so bad, and I I tried my best. I watched Fearless Vaz. I watched Reiner play. I I I did everything I could. I feel like I got good pretty fast, and then. The ball, the ball stuff came around. I'm not learning ball. Like that's the one here. I'm not mm. gonna learn. Really? Like, you're you're just like, no, you know, not no, gonna like, do it. Good luck. I mean, it's a ball <laughs> meta. Good luck. I'm not doing it. But I mean, I don't think ball will ever be hard meta. So we might be good on that. But well, hey, but okay. Well, uh, put, well we're gonna put. A, we're gonna go help. on a tangent here, real quick. Oh man. Ball just oh, got God. 150 shields. Yeah, ball yeah. seems to be terrorizing rank. You and sure I'm looking about at a that? Little I'm like... tank. You're the only tank on the defiant. Come on, you gotta. You're gonna learn um, it a little. We might be looking at 30 days, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I just okay, can't. I can't come, do it. Man. Right, ask yourself this: Come, come, start of the season. You really think you're gonna be the only tank? Probably not. Yeah. Well, I just see someone play ball. ball. That's it. Yeah. Well, it's like okay. Well, that, this is a great transition into the shock year as well. Mikey comes in. He plays ball like that. Sort of probably took a lot of weight off of you. Did did that help you? Did that give you a lot more confidence to be able to focus on the things that you're good at? Yeah, I think uh, having two tanks on the team is good, not just because, like, like, even if 
I didn't play the entire time, I could watch him play in certain metas. And sometimes yeah. he would just have a better play style for a certain meta. Like for brawl metas, I feel like he was way better, but like slower, more like, I don't know. Resource control? Yeah, resource Maybe? control. Yeah. I was like way better at, I think. So like we had our different play styles and like he would watch my POV and tell me what I what he would do here and I would tell him. And I mean, it's just good to have, you know, two people bouncing ideas off each other. Not just because you can have one person play one set of heroes and the other one play this set of heroes. So yeah, it's a good just dynamic. like working together. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting because I feel like you're you're putting yourself down a little bit and you're like, oh, you know, I have to pick up Winston and yeah, like I think you got fourth in the kick of clash. You lost yeah, to I, Dallas because they played I the Sora composition and you know the Sora composition with Reaper, which is brutal at the time. But then you went on like a massive win streak in the regular season, um, and you got second, of course, at the mid-season madness. So despite yeah. the fact that it feels like you're, you're you're being hard on yourself, you were actually like an incredibly dominant team in the regular season. Why did you think that was? Like despite maybe some of your perceived shortcomings on the tank role, why were the shocks so good in the regular season and consistent throughout the entire year in that regard? Regular season champs. Yeah, well, <laughs> we had we have proper Violet, Finn, and then, you know, Kilo Sam. I mean, just look at the roster. Uh, yeah. It's kind of I mean, hard to do bad on a roster like that. So it was like a mechanical edge, yeah. you're saying? Yeah, I mean, and the coaches too. They helped me get better a lot, a lot faster, so. Yeah, I, I, mean, I feel like regular season is just so different than tournaments. Yeah, it's too. so it's so easy yeah. in the regular season. And it was yeah. my first time playing on stage, so. I got oh. up there. I was so nervous, man. I, oh god, I I trolled so many of those matches. How was that? Like, how was the feeling within the shock? Because like that was the one thing, still to this uh, day, that you guys just couldn't get over. Like, you guys could dominate most of the teams. You were crushing most of the league. But when push came to shove against Dallas Fuel, against the big boys of the league, you always seemed to come a little bit short. How was that as a, like a player, like being on stage and really trying to like navigate through that? Uh, I mean, on stage, it's a little different in front of the crowd. Like the first time I kind of, I kind of was just too nervous and I, I was doing stupid things, but I mean, I guess everybody does that on stage. And then you play against like a, a team like Dallas, they're not going to mess up on stage. Like they, they got yeah. their shit down. They're going to do everything right. They're, they're not going to make mistakes, but I don't know. In regular season, it's a lot easier to kind of just walk downstairs, set up your keyboard, play your where you play every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't have to worry about the, the crowd cheering every time you die. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then, you know, I feel like a lot of the times we did kind of just choked. Like stage one, I feel like we really would have won it if we got past the Dallas Fuel. Like I'm convinced we would have won. And stage two, 1000% yeah. we choked that. Yeah. At nah. stage, two. St stage one, I said, I think we're the only team that could be Gladi. Yeah. If we, we could have got past other teams. Team. Yeah. yeah. And, and then stage three, we. Dallas was just too good. Like, Stage yeah. two, I, 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 that's just me. That was me. Yeah, that was no, that me. wasn't you. That we was we choked. No, I as swear to God, that was me. I mean, yeah, a, a lot of stuff went wrong, but in that in that meta, like I do think the team that went to losers had a had the advantage with like all the oh, counter comping yeah, going on. Yeah, like it was just so frustrating. That's what like, yeah. But, oh, in stage two, you mean because you beat. Gladius, uh, and then... Yeah, yeah. So he beat the Gladi, and then like they, the, the counter comps, and then just they like, figured a lot of stuff out. In the yeah, yeah. Stage. And then it's like, I mean, we can't have a. It was kind of hard to have like a backup for a backup. You know what I mean? Like, like. Yeah, especially when you're in yeah, the last match. Like a counter for it. a counter, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It yeah. was just like kind of. 
So give me an idea what went on like in, in, in the practice room like that day or like the two days leading into that. Sorry about my dog in the background. So you're in the upper bracket, you're playing against the Gladiators in the winner bracket final, and you feel, probably feel pretty good about it. You take them down, but then you have to play them again in, the, in a rematch. Like what were like the tactical conversations going on? What were your, like your VOD reviews? How did you see them as a team? What, what strategically were you looking to like abuse? Um, what, what was your edge in that matchup? Like, what were the, I mean, what were the tactics talk at that time? So tactics wise was like it wasn't it wasn't about like glads as much. It was about just like playing our own game because like we we did feel like we were the best team in that tournament. Even the glads saved. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, we we actually did like just get off to like a bad first two maps, and then the the third map, you know, got that was kind of just like uh, unlucky, you know. Kind of picked the wrong map too. Yeah, we we might have picked circuit, but you know, yeah, that was Get the same round. Okay, <laughs> okay, and we picked Elios the entire tournament and didn't win a single one. Yeah, really. Also yeah. Very, oh my very god. Strange. For the yeah, I, I had I had a thread at the time. Um, because I I don't know I I just like why are they picking this map when they have a better one up their sleeve? So oh, we had a lot better. Uh, yeah, no. So I mean, obviously a lot, a lot of stuff went wrong, right? But yeah. um. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was just we were just talking about our own gameplay, like what we want to do, how we want to do it, where we want to do it, all that kind of stuff. It wasn't it wasn't so much talk about like glads. If anything, it was like if they go this comp, we go that. You know what I mean? Okay. But nothing so about, that's, like, it didn't really come down to the mic micro at that point. Even you're playing the glads two day, you know, twice in two days, and then you probably know as well they have Anz, you know, with the pocket widow, and he he popped hmm. off. Like there was nothing really, no like big conversations about that because you were so confident in your in your own game. Did you feel like you? Yeah. Did, did you did you feel like kind of cheated like reflected on that tournament just like damn like we should have had that and like yeah no that like, like, like I, everyone on shock will tell you like last season that was like the one tournament we like a hundred percent should have won it's the only tournament i ever yeah 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 that's uh, uh, we all have those regrets hey, at least you're, yeah. you're still going well let's let's go to one that actually probably had some positive upswing which is like the actual playoffs at the very end of the season because like as much as you guys came second you had a pretty miraculous run through the lower bracket like talk me through how that all went because you lost to the houston outlaws 3-2 in your first match so how did you guys come back from that collusion i want to hear from you about like the mikey subs as well because like you guys kind of went back and forth through through those playoffs uh, well, losing the outlaws, like I said earlier, is probably a good thing for us because we yeah. kind of figured that we were playing the game completely wrong and we all came back after that loss. We looked at it. We realized that Dallas was playing a certain way to where the Sojourn would just slide through everybody and just flip the map and everyone would just flip the map. And we just never did that in the outlaws game. Like we, we did it sometimes, but it was more on accident and getting knocked into the losers is kind of like, do or die at that point you kind of have to change everything up or else you're going home early and um the mikey swaps he's a lot better at cough maps i don't really know how to explain it but he's good at taking taking the chance like is what crusty would say like he, he sees the opening he goes right away for me it's like i'm more of a slow kind of hope to wait for the enemy to mess up and then i do something i don't i don't go first yeah. i don't know i'm just I, i'm just more like resource heavy and a slower player and um that's probably why mikey played in the finals too is because yeah um resource control with the dallas fuel they're always going to be better than you like you're you're not beating them in the resource control so either you either go in fast and just beat them straight up or 
just lose slowly over time. Like if I would have played, I probably would maybe won two or three maps. I think probably it would have ended in like a four two. But yeah, I I think Mikey was just better overall at the the faster play style. Yeah, that does seem to be uh, like mimic like Overwatch history as well. Because usually when you look at like the very top teams and like what gives the top teams an edge, it's usually you play the game faster. And you just like take more chances because like at the end of the day, yeah. like you, you can't just like abuse mistakes from like really good teams because they so rarely happen that it's Doesn't like work. you just got to like take charge. Like you just got to go in, you got to play aggressively. And most of the time those teams actually got um, sort of an advantage in those matchups themselves. So going into the finals um, against the Dallas Fuel, considering the fact that you lost to them in the kickoff clash, you lost to them in the summer showdown finals as well, and then probably you know you had that that gladiators loss in in, in the uh, midseason madness as well that you didn't feel too good about. Were you still just like super confident that like hey if we just go into this finals and we just play our game like we're actually we actually have a chance in this or did you f still feel like goddamn we always get second like or, or are we cursed like was there some hesitation in that regard? yeah what do we do we give oh the truth God. here oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. All right. so when we we're going into the finals we were like guys i think we already won we got second all right we were thinking about after we beat the outlaws we just get the confetti going right away like we won the league already you know forget the finals we're not showing up we're not going to play the fuel like as a joke but yeah yeah it was we all always joke like hey we're, we're playing for second yeah this tournament. Hey. it's good enough for us but uh <laughs> yeah but uh you know obviously we we gave it all our all in the grand finals That's i feel close. like we put up a really good fight yeah, yeah. It, it was as close as the grand finals could get yeah it was that's one we've ever had. And like, you know, a lot of people might think back and look at that mentality and be like, oh, that's, you know, how do you have that mentality? But like, I think having some level of realization that like that mentality probably pushed you to second. And you guys did, as long as you're giving it your all in the grand finals, like you can't ask yeah, for anything. It was just jokes. That. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah it was it, just right? jokes. It's just to bring up the team morale. Yeah, like, exactly. Give it our yeah. all, win or lose, we're, you know, we give it our all. So. Yeah. It, it was probably a pretty fun meta to play when it comes to like the, the variable being the sojourn because like your sojourn could just like pop off and like straight up oh, like yeah. when you when you fight as well how how was it like playing alongside uh proper in that regard where proper can just like Man. play sojourn just like oh. when you fight and you're like holy shit <laughs> we're just fucking we're doing it, doing we're it. Just, <laughs> you know what's crazy is he hadn't played sojourn like the entire season he wasn't yeah. good at it at first I don't yeah think. yeah like it was probably like his worst hero because he's just so good at everything else right just like play time like and i remember like he was playing ranked when it came out and i was like oh yeah you're actually i was like oh you're playing ranked i was like what's going on he i was like he's like yeah just a couple games a day i was like oh yeah just sojourn he was like yeah that's all i need and that was all he needs so like he just yeah. he didn't need a lot he's, yeah he didn't need he that many. It up pretty fast that's but yeah great. i mean it's fun playing with that guy he you think you're gonna lose and then you look in the top left i think is where the kills pop up or top, top right, right. Yeah. and then you just see three kills come out and you're like okay we're winning i'm walking back from spawn i'll cap one for you <laughs> I mean, he just—he's ridiculous, that guy. I, yeah, that I guy's... Is he just like gifted? Like you said, he just yeah, plays two just... matches a day, and he's like, oh, "I'm good, I'm good." Uh, the game, guys. Yeah, bro. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it, man. It makes yeah, it so. Gifted. He'll wake up. Just I don't know, like. Take over. Or he'll sleep. He'll have like he'll be like, "Oh, I'm so tired. Like, I, I had like yeah. the worst nights of sleep." And they'll just kill five. I'm like, bro, what? Remember that? Uh, <laughs> what? The flu game that he had? That was... The flu game? It wasn't even the flu game for me. It was that one where his eye was messed up. Oh, yeah, that was good, too. And he was, dude, and he was still just dominating. I'm like, bro, yeah. like, how do you stop him? Can't stop him out of game? Yeah, Can't stop him in game? Like, do you to... believe he's the MVP? Do you think he's the best player in the game right now? 
Oh, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. There, there will never yeah. be someone as good as him. Like, does that give you fear going up against him now in the future? Like knowing what he's capable of. You can't be scared of your opponent, man. Yeah, if you're yeah, scared you of gotta, him, you're gonna be playing different. You gotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go at him. Yeah, yeah, I respect that. I, I think it's fascinating as well because, like, you know, the Atlanta Reign and I guess now the Toronto Defiant mentality as well of just like going in with confidence and like not, you know, not giving a fuck is is actually like a really good playing mindset because like you play your game and you play aggressive and you don't hesitate and that's actually how you need to play top level Overwatch. You can't just like hesitate and be careful. Like that's not gonna win you games. So yeah, you gotta not be afraid to make mistakes. Yeah. So if you're gonna shut down proper, like that's the mentality you need to have. So. Yeah. Uh, Sam, how did it feel like playing, uh, you know, practicing alongside proper in that regard? Did you just like go to the facility and you're like, well, I, do I put in more hours? Like, I'm, I'm, you know, he's just so gifted. He's so talented. Like, what do I do? I as mean, a I was never, like... ever, 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 I mean, ever, ever, ever going to play <laughs> over proper. So, and I knew that like going and joining the shock, like it was either like, like he's kind of got that like Kevster role. He's never gonna be taken out ever. Yeah, you don't yeah. take him out. You don't take. You just don't take out. Hey, a player we still like won him. scrims without him in sometimes though. Yeah, we would play me and Kilo just just we like. We beat Shanghai around. in a scrim with Shanghai yeah, yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So. You got. You want to know my KD going against Lip? Yeah, he went twelve and twelve when we won. I don't know. Proper <laughs> <laughs> was just laughing at me. Proper was just laughing at me. He was sitting behind me every time I die, like to lip. Like I'd peek a corner, just instantly die, and he'd just start laughing. I'm just oh, like, God. okay, man. But no. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I would never like. I, I kind of just like it was. It was either just um, it, it was either just me or Kilo playing. Like I, I kind of knew. I just wasn't. Kilo knew me. We knew. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna. I'm, I wasn't like trying to. Oh, I need to get better than properly. Like, your MJ gosh. right there, bro. You know, yeah, yeah. Did did, did, um, I, did playing on the shock with proper or even the coaching staff? Did that change either of your guys' approach and like how you practice and like how you view practicing or um, mm -hmm. how to get better oh, yeah. at the game? A hundred percent influenced a lot of what yeah, I'm gonna take really over into this quick. Year. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Well, Johnny, I'm going to take over the host. Let, let's transition in, in, into this year because I think that's a that's a that's a really interesting thing to like. I really want to dig into. Like, you guys have got the band back together. There's been some questions around like your roster, all that type of stuff. How confident are you guys? Because you guys have kind of pulled people from all these different teams at this point and coming back with the reunion. Where is? Let's just start off with this. Where is your realistic placement of where you think you are right now in the West? Thanks. There's Boston, uh, LA Gladiators. They have just announced. Uh, yeah, the yeah I'm gonna go. Scare me that much. Atlanta, Houston with Fearless. Shock. Houston. Atlanta doesn't scare me that. Dallas, Atlanta Atlanta doesn't scare you. No, not really. really okay, yeah, dude. Like that's that's my hot. I'd take, say dude. I want to. I want to <laughs> say top five. That's yeah. I mean, I, yeah, top five. Top five. And then I mean, but that's like minimum. Yeah, yeah that's your realistic yeah. thing. But you want to go higher than yeah. that. Obviously, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's address the elephant in the room right now, Sam. You got answers for me. No tracer player on the Toronto Defiant has been the the shit talk. Yeah, uh, around uh, around the Overwatch League scene. Who would be your tracer player right now? Or are you waiting for scrims? And like, are you guys confident that that isn't a hole in your team? Because none of you have really played yeah. it in the league anytime recently. Mm. What do you think? I mean, we we have four tracer players. <laughs> we have three. We have three tracer players. I mean, four. um, speed. Yeah, speed will pick. Oh, it speed. Up. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I, and then, I already see what he's doing. 
if it's like not a hundred percent tracer meta like it's a hero i can like flex to but i'd rather not like start the game on it you know what i mean yeah like, if that's the kind of thing but like i can swap to it but yeah and then um hydron's okay at it i mean honestly all three of us are like okay at it right yeah. yeah but it's not like it's not like you know team's got like you got gladi over here with like yaki and kev <laughs> you know but like but yeah uh not a worry for me personally all right and i'm uh, and i'm one of the dps players so if i'm not worried i hope none of the other teams yeah just play smarter as well like if you can't mm. mechanics, them just just play smarter as well um i i, I gotta ask about so much on this roster so going back to contenders Summerjet was on Bobby Wasabi, I believe, for a little bit. So that's probably mm -hmm. where like you got to know him and like you played with him before as well. How did Summerjet find himself from European contenders to that team and now to being part of the Toronto Defiant? What's the connection there? I actually have no clue. Uh, <laughs> so I I, I, yeah, I'll just say I mean, we have a disc we got a we got a Discord server. It's called it's just our friend group. It's like AT and friends. And he's the only other flex support in there, man. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, um, also, like, uh, with our roster, uh, I, we kind of would feel bad, like, getting a Korean, like, uh, especially, like, the ones that, you know, we'd, like, like to play with. Like, they'd be the only Korean on the team. So, um, you know, why not get Majadu's chemistry with Hydron? Um, he's got, like, a pretty different, like, uh like uv's best heroes are different than majed's best heroes so those work out really well double flex support metas yeah and then double flex support and uh the there was some the most important thing what was it the two new support heroes. Yeah, yeah yeah the two new supports that are coming out the next yeah, two yeah. heroes are supports so we figured three uh you know like why not get a third support and we just figured majed would fit best yeah hey. I'm curious because like, it sounds like you guys had a lot of influence in the building of this roster and the creation of this team. Like how much have you had like with that? Like, did you guys go to Toronto? It's like, these are the guys that we want. It's been a collaboration or has Kasaurus really had the reins for this team for a lot of it? Uh, I mean, the core, like the DPS, I mean, how did it, with Majedit, Cass had a lot of influence. Yeah. Um, everyone else, no, not really. It was just like, hey, this is the, this is the roster. Yeah, if a team wanted to go NA, they just pick up a package deal. That'll, mm -hmm. yeah. So you guys would just shop on yourself, just be like, here we are. You guys want us? Did you? Were there any other teams? Like, I, I guess I don't know if you guys can answer this. Were there any other teams that were interested, or were you talking to other teams? Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, yeah. I, I know there was another team involved, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bring it up. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah, I, I always. Well, I, haven't, I haven't. That's like one thing I haven't. I, I don't talk about. I wonder. Can we even talk about that? Like, it's probably, yeah. best. Pro, uh, well, probably, probably not. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Yeah, not yeah. I'm, I'm. I mean, you could yeah. say you got offers from teams, but yeah. just don't say. Yeah, but I mean, is. all the yeah, offers yeah. I had were with the AT guys. Oh so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just don't say what the team is. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I actually yeah. had a, a question going record. back to our earlier conversation as well when you guys said like, hey, you know, we wanted to see what it was like to get AT in, in the Overwatch League. How did it feel like when you guys got your first Overwatch League offers and it was all kind of like all over the place? Was it like, oh, I want a one-year deal to maybe like go back to AT? But like if someone puts like a two-year deal, a two-year Overwatch League deal on the table with decent money, I'm, I'm guessing, I don't know what your money is, but like hmm. where there's some kind of like temptation to like, oh, I'd rather just sign like a two-year deal and so like ensure my spot in the league or... Yeah, no. No? Nope. <laughs> uh, I mean, 
I feel like if someone got like a crazy offer, that I'd okay, like, no one would be like, mad about them taking. Yeah, that. but it would have been crazy. Yeah, it had to be like, out, out there. Uh, yeah, but I mean, um, every I think the only people who weren't on one years were me and Kaluj and like the shark doesn't make. Yeah, shock, shock, they, shock's just like if you don't if you don't want to stay there, you know yeah. they they don't. Yeah. Not yeah, in their not best really interest, right? To have play, like force players into a contract, yeah. right? We're seeing how that's gone in the league. Yeah. So yeah. I mentioned before we started recording that I, I, I just like fascinated by your guys' uh, Liquipedia pages. So um, yeah. I'm going to actually gonna, pull mine up. I'm going to see if I can. I haven't looked at mine. We're just looking up. at all so, the Kalusha's names. Here, here, here is, here is <laughs> Kalusha's. Now our cameras are a bit in the way, but your history, you've been part of, I, I mean, some of these, like the dates are like, you know, missing and there's, you know, three yeah. stints of goats oh, there's two dark mode and uh it's all over the place so i don't know this is probably yeah this more than 10 teams definitely um mine is looking a bit different mine is like three or four teams um so you know first of all what the hell went on here like why were you part of like so many different teams what was the tier two scene like during like, 2018, overview. 2019 uh, and it just shows all your previous teams overview uh it was it was kind of like a thing where Almost. i don't know there, there there was times where um i didn't really want to play the game and focus more on school so i'd take breaks from the game i'd quit that team and then you know when i felt like i had a grasp on my you know school and stuff i'd come back and play on a new team and then i don't know that's just kind of how it went for me i i never had like consistency with one team besides Pretty sure it was uh, just Dark Mode AT. and AT. Yeah, there's only teams I had like consistencies with, but yeah, it was like personal life stuff that where I couldn't like constantly play for you know a long time. Okay. I kind of had other goals in mind. Yeah, it seems like it seems like you know considering as well that you continue to study during your first stage in Shock as well. Like, do you, yeah. do you still feel like even though you're playing in the Overwatch League now, you have a pretty good idea of like, hey, I want to study. This is what I do in the future. Like. Pretty determined oh yeah in that regard uh that's that's why i kind of like that i got into the overwatch league i got a lot more connections and i kind of want to put my foot in the esports door like after all this is over that's cool like business and finance you know kind of finish my degree up see what i can get going in esports after i really do like the atmosphere i think it's really yeah a really yeah. interesting thing you know it's growing this is like the very beginning of it all yeah, and so. with NRG, I feel like, like me personally, I don't know about about you, but like NRG just showed me like a whole other side to esports that I, I truly oh, yeah. like found a passion hey, for. I talked to the the GM on the SF Shock. He told me like, you know, if you finish your degree, you want to come back and like look into options with us. You know, you you can. I'm not promising anything, but you know, he gave me that option to like, you know, like a communication thing to see what we can do after I'm done with the league. That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah it's awesome to have that like realistic expectation because like there's a lot of people that we know within the league and who have been in the league where it's like they don't have the plan like a way to transition out because yeah. like at the end of the day you guys have been a part of the league and you can realistically see it's like at some point it's going to come to an end having something to show for that is like super important mm -hmm. yeah esports is way too volatile like you you never know when it's your last year i mean yeah you know you could have one bad year and then you go to a bad team and then that's actually your last year and then you're done probably yeah. forever yep. Then you kind of just get too old for it. So. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Sam? Uh, what like after the owl? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, do you have like any aspirations besides owl, or uh, you just kind of like want to play I've, I've, got, I've got a, a 
good bit of school done uh what like four three semesters so like a year and a half of school done probably just uh, back. yeah i'll probably <laughs> just i'll probably just like go back um content creation i really like streaming I, that's something like I've, I've really been like going hard with this year um yeah what's your twitch i feel like uh s9 mmow same as my twitter yeah i've been going pretty hard with content this year uh, I, I really wanted to go hard with it on shock but i could not bring myself to practice overwatch one, overwatch one when overwatch yeah. two like I, I just i just didn't feel like it was the best for like me as a player you know so but yeah i mean probably after all probably just college and streaming just chill that's a good that's a good way to do it would you ever go to collegiate because like there's been a lot of people starting to move to collegiate there's some good deals going out there like a couple of the players oh, yeah. took that recently like would you ever yeah, think yeah i was in I, was, like I, probably, I might go back to my old collegiate school maybe yeah, yeah. Well, let's go what i'm doing too going back to the bill yeah how how was that how how was that like playing in, in collegiate because obviously i have no experience i have no insight whatever into the collegiate scene is it sort of just like you go study and then you play some some games on the side or you know like the top schools are pretty pretty professional man um oh. isu Mar i don't know about maryville is really professional isu is really professional like uh end of the day you have scrims you go to the facility honestly pretty pretty similar to like an owl facility um it, it was uh me hydron ultraviolet reiner luke mino iron and wheats facility scrim review all that stuff and go home like the same thing on maryville Give you a full ride, give you like a, a food stipend, give you like yeah. really nice computers to play at. You know, try to make like the facility as nice as possible for the students. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's really cool. Yeah. I, I really think that's that's definitely the future in the like the the lower like tier two scene. I think I think yeah. a lot more schools yeah. step up their game. I uh, I think it's a game changer for esports in general. Because so, how competitive? Sorry, how competitive was it? Like, how many other teams were really putting their best foot forward when you guys were a part of Collegiate? I think there's six, like four teams. Four teams. What, do you, what? I'd say Northwood, Maryville, ISU, Harrisburg. Yeah, about four teams. And then more. you you have like the teams like there's teams that give like half scholarships or like certain certain deals. Yeah, there's like two more now. I'd say uh, Boise yeah. State and uh, what's that? Fisher. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. a lot of the colleges are getting into Valorant too and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So I mean, that's good to see like esports in general to, you know, kind of make its way into college. What's like yeah. the vibes around like how you value your education and like going to college and stuff like that? When you talk to your peers, like your friends that you know you played with, for example, like Maryville now they have a roster of you know King, Mikey, Falls is on there, Joby is on there. Like, you know, not specifically talking to those guys, but like. Is, is, the, is the reality that some of those players are just like, well, I'd rather just like go to school and play for a collegiate team over playing in the Overwatch League. Like, I don't want to I don't want to play for like a bottom Overwatch League team if I can just go to school instead and get my degree. Um, yeah, uh, I, 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 I've already said this. Mikey could have been in the league this year. He, yeah. he, he chose not to. He, he wants to better his like education and stuff because he, he wants to like kind of, I think, move on from the gaming thing. So, I mean, that's like the best thing you could do because he still likes playing the game. Um, so he gets to go to school, play the game and, um, you know, advance towards something else while still playing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I feel like that's really what everyone in tier two should be doing is if you can get on a collegiate team, go as fast as you can. Yeah. Like there, that is the best thing you can do. And I don't know, like personally for me, if I was offered like a minimum contract in a rush league, I'd definitely just go back to collegiate because you got to think about it. The scholarships probably 
50k a year you, they pay for your food you get your computer and you're working towards your degree housing yeah like yep. it's like yeah. i don't know like it's like an owl contract pretty much wow so, wow do, yeah. do you think that there's maybe so you know I, I i think a lot of people actually probably share that sentiment at this point i mean there's 20 teams in the overwatch league you probably know from the bat that like whether you're going to be competing for the title whether you're going to be like you know a middle of the pack team and um, you know, I, I'd say it's certainly different for European players uh, because, quite frankly, you know, it's it, it's different there. For example, in you know Sweden, you don't have to worry about paying for college to begin with. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I might get that wrong. Sorry. I think there's still some some cost tied, but there's some subsidized uh, stuff going into yeah, the it. The US but, is crazy. Yeah, but if, if you go to you know the Overwatch League, the money you make in Overwatch League, even though it's not like a huge contract, that's actually quite you know substantial money, even in Europe, for example. Um, compared with the average salaries. So, you know, when it comes to North America, like, are, are there maybe, maybe like too many teams in the league at that point then? Because it does seem kind of twisted that there are 20 teams in the league and, you know, a lot of this, or not a lot, but some players are now choosing to instead pursue collegiate um, because they realize that there's no, there's no like real value to playing for like a bottom Overwatch League team if you can just get a degree instead and actually get some of the same benefits. Uh, yeah, and you got to think about it too. Like, you're not getting paid year round, you're getting paid for the months that you're playing the game, and then you know, you got to pay for your food because I don't know, I don't know how the other teams do it. Some teams don't pay for food or housing, I don't, I don't know how it works, but you also got to put in like taxes and stuff. So, like, if you're on 55 grand, let's say you're you're getting paid for what eight months, and then that's getting taxed. So, like, how much are you actually you're not making 55 grand a year? Yeah, uh, and that's not livable like in the U.S. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know. I I really think if you're you have the option, collegiate is better because you have somewhere to stay. You're working towards your degree, and you kind of have like a secure option. Because also, when it comes to esports, you you never know where you're gonna end up the next year. Like, I had no clue that I was gonna come here. I I mean, it's just it's an insane thing to be in. So yeah, you always want to be safe. When it comes to careers. Yeah. It's kind of crazy when you get your foot out of the door. Like when I, when I, you know, left to the to 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 get to the U.S. like from Sweden, I was like, oh, it's a whole new world. Like it's it's crazy. Like I'm I'm in Los Angeles now. This is this is crazy. I was like in the middle yeah. of nowhere in Sweden, and now I got this whole world open up to me, and there's so much shit going on. So it, it's quite interesting because you spent almost like four years in 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 tier two, I think, Kalush. Like you know, on and off because you you were studying at the time, and now um, collegiate just seems like. The next big thing in that regard so you're saying that college is like should probably be like the next year too do you think contenders is a good concept at all like do you think it's a good breeding ground for players for players well, to compete well, in and like get the opportunity i mean the the best collegiate teams playing contenders so i mean yeah yeah like but, uh, isu the team that i was on like we, we just played in contenders I don't know. I don't think contenders should just be like deleted. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I think it should still right be there. Now, like there's collegiate tournament and there's the contenders tournament at the same time. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing. So I feel like they'd be better if it was together, but you know, it, it's it's hard for like 15 year olds to be in college. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. So you, if you want to see like the younger talent, like the kids that are like you know, like under 17 that can't go to college, uh, I feel like it's. It's a good scene to have because you, you do want to see the up and coming talent. Like, there's a lot of kids that are really good at the game and they want to compete. And it's good to have, you know, people see these players before they come into the league. Like, I don't know, you guys saw all of O2 Blast. They couldn't come into the league. And 
you know, they, they probably could have been a top owl team right away. And they were all like, I don't know, 15, 16. So if you delete that, you kind of get rid of that, that whole aspect. And I feel like that's just bad overall for the game. Yeah. Like yeah. competing in general, because you don't have a good tier two scene. It's, it's really hard for people to want to try to get into the Overwatch League. And there's, yeah, like, like, no, there's no stepping stone to get into Right now, I feel like contenders, it's like good for the people that are like 15 like or like, you know, like 17 and below. But it's bad for if you're, you know, like 18, like 17 yeah, or terrible. above. Yeah, like that's kind of where it's at. I'm actually curious because like you guys have been in contenders. How much realistically, like let's say you're like first or second best team in contenders. How much money do you realistically make in a year, right? Like you're like 19, 20. Like it's probably not enough to self-sustain yourself, right? No, 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 not at all. It's because like 10 grand. It's like 10 grand a year, right? Like, so it's like collegiate's obviously yeah. great if you're older for those reasons, as you said, but you know, a 16 year old kid can play in contenders because they're probably staying with their parents. They probably don't have that many expenses to go with. So yeah. I completely agree having that they should be able to complement each other in a way of like collegiate competes in its own circuit. That's good for the schools while also propping up contenders in a way of like providing support because over the last few years, almost every single Overwatch League team has pulled out of supporting contenders because it's just not financially viable for them, right? Yeah, but I mean, you look at games like Valorant and you have you have a way to get into the big stages. I feel like that's the big difference with Overwatch. Kind of tier yeah. two, you're locked in tier two. That's That's your box. You know, yeah, that's you like have to be thing. 18 like, to get out first, and then you have mm -hmm. to be good enough. Why invest so, into something that you're just like stuck in? You yeah, know what I mean, like yeah. there's there's no there's nothing you could do to get out of it. Like I like the ability, like that's why I like the pro am. Like you get to play in the tournament with the other big teams. Like you you have your chance to to show the world how good you are. You you get to show the other teams that you're good enough to compete in the Overwatch League. But you know they didn't have that in the past. Like you. You had the scrim bucks, pretty much. And nobody <laughs> got to see your scrims, so they didn't even believe you at first. Like, AT beating all of the top all teams, there's a Reddit thread. They're like, yeah, I think they're lying. There's no way they'd beat the Overwatch League teams. And it's like, dude, like, why would what I do you want from us? Yeah, yeah, like, why, yeah, why yeah. would you lie about that stuff, right? Like, like well, what do you want from me? So you guys like the Prime? You like the new season structure coming up? Like, I obviously, you guys are now an hour, so it doesn't support you. But like, do you like the idea that you're going to be able to go against these contenders, guys? Yeah. You know, in oh, a yeah, month, it's right? Gonna be, it's going to be so much fun. I think. Yeah. I think it's going to be really cool. I do love the pro am, but I mean, uh, to be uh, the rest of the season. Uh, yeah, I don't like. It's half off season, bro. We get half the amount of tournaments, yeah. half half the teams in in yeah. the tournaments. Of it. Yeah, it's just strange to me. Just because of the amount of downtime, like I think it's going to be less regular season games, obviously two yeah. less tournaments yeah, like and stuff like that. Less, would it, so. would you guys be okay with it as long as they deliver actually on like having these mini tournaments? Like you know, Sam, you said you're getting into streaming. If they do start doing, you know, in some of these bio weeks, these like content creator tournaments, is that something that would fill that niche, or you're still like, I'm in the Overwatch League, I want to compete in the Overwatch League? Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's like I'm in the Overwatch League. I want to compete. I mean, like I don't know who Thanos snapped the Overwatch League, but like this is like I, I when I saw the format, I was just like, six teams are going like to this midseason tournament. Yeah, that's you're gonna fly matches, out bro. to a tournament and play three matches. Come on, man! Like, come on, man! Yeah, I like <laughs> running the gauntlet, man. It's so much fun. You got to play like, like three matches in one day. Like, that's I don't know. I feel like that's yeah. a lot more fun to me. And then you have all the teams come and you get to yeah to hang out with them. I don't know. 
So the, the devil's advocate take would kind of be like, well, you know, we want to send the best teams, like the best teams need to earn it and they need to be sent to, you know, a tournament bracket. So you were actually part of the shock last year, which were like mm. the regular season champs in that regard. Did you feel like, yeah. you look at like the Hangzhou Spark and how they got into like the play-ins to the playoffs. And yeah, they got yeah, yeah. Was that like, to you guys, was that like a great story or did you ever feel like, oh, I mean, they shouldn't have been in the first place. Like they didn't deserve it. Oh, it's a great off. story. And then, I mean, another thing is like, like tournaments are just more fun when I think there's more teams because you do get to see stuff like that, you know, like like the sparks. You see the just, underdog like just pop yeah. off randomly. Like yeah, pop up. Like you see Shy and Gushray just start taking over and it's yeah. like. I mean, yeah, I am very happy first to rounded. Them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were entertaining to watch, and I mean, I I just think that uh, that's that's just why I think there should be more than six teams at a tournament. Yeah, it adds like a whole new dynamic to it. Yeah. Like you know, if you have six teams, you kind of get the gist of what's going to be played. You have twelve teams. Like one team could be doing this and just run through the bracket and yeah, completely like, flip the tournament around. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Change the way the entire tournament is going to be played, like the whole meta and everything. But yeah. So how how did you guys feel about the regular season last year? Because I think you know the fact of the matter is it's a league. We're going to have regular season games, but I yeah. think everyone agrees that tournaments are way more fun. Tournaments is the way to go. And when you follow other esports like Valorant, you know, this lock-in thing they're doing now with like single limb brackets, like it sucks for the competitors, but it's really fun to just watch teams like yeah, put cool. their put their life on the line every single match. So yeah. you know, how did you guys feel about the regular season in that regard? Did, did those matches feel like a bit pointless or did you still feel like, nah. hey, you know, this is... I, I, I actually love the regular season, to be honest, because I mean, that's just when like these like crazy moments, I don't know, it's just like... Uh, it's it's not like an all stakes game, you know, for most teams, unless you're like two, three and need to win a match to go to like qualify or something. But like, um, yeah, it's cool because I mean, you get to see those matches too, though. Yeah, yeah, you get to just, you know, moments. just ch kind of chill little matches, not not anything crazy. But I mean, some cool stuff happens in those matches and you get to see the players like um, not on stage, like personality and stuff. I, I don't mind the regular season, actually. I think it's I cool. I also think there's a lot of identity that comes in the regular season of yeah, these teams, yeah, yeah. right? Like everyone has their tournament identity, but there's like it also gives the the teams and the players the opportunity to just like chill out. Like Sam, you you had some fucking weird antics this year and like, you know, showing up on the selection show and stuff like mm -hmm. that, right? Like yeah. that's fun, right? Like it, and I think that adds so much to the league. And I, I, I like that we have less regular season games, but I'm completely with you guys of there's a world in which we go, you know, how long is this season? Seven or eight months. And with only two major tournaments, it it could feel just like very empty. So I hope that, yeah. you know, they have something cooking and that there should be things to fill that out. Uh, maybe the World Cup. Like, I, I assume oh, you guys yeah, are going to try and be that. on the World Cup team this year yeah. coming up. So, are you? Uh, hey, not, not giving away Team Australia strats early. Oh, okay. Let, let's right, just I'm just checking up, man. You know? That's a yeah. threat, man. You better, you better not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got, I've been playing ranked with you guys recently. You're not in trouble with, from me at all. That's fine. <laughs> oh, I know. I got you and Jaws, man. Dude, we are sabotaging games right now. The, the oh, ranked you guys good. I think that, <laughs> they fixed that bug yesterday that low-ranked players can't... Yeah, but they're GM, though. Anymore. Yeah, well, GM, you oh, can't you can't right. get rid of us that easy. <laughs> so, like, I have to get him no matter what. <laughs> You're stuck with us. Yeah, right. yeah, ranked these days. Wow. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, we've kind of like beaten around the bush for a little bit. Well, like, let's make a wish list here. Let's make a format Overwatch esports wish list. So, I'm guessing okay. first on the list, more tournaments. Invite more teams to the tournaments, like midseason madness. Yep. And the playoffs, you just want to have like a, I don't know, 12 team playoffs still. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get yep. the Pro-Am as well. You know, great tournament at the start of the year. I think we should have a, a, a two pro 
two primes a year would be my wish list. Okay. How about tier two integration on the wish list? How do you feel about tier two integration? Like the East this oh. year, they're just like, well, yellow contenders teams qualify and play in the Overwatch League. Would you like to see that as well in the Western region? So the thing is, is that the, the Korean teams are actually probably good enough yeah, to the play in the Overwatch teams. League. There's like hey, maybe man, one hey, in You guys have been talking the entire podcast, just like, oh, we were beating all the OWL teams, you know, AT Okay, was well, that was, that, was, that was us. No, the, the, the <laughs> yeah, teams like uh, yeah, but I mean, the the best NA contenders team right now is they're, they're good. Uh, not not like O2 good though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, they could probably they could probably be like middle of the pack, bottom. Uh, maybe I'm giving them too much. <laughs> Whoa! Too oh, much. well, I, hey, the good thing is we'll get answers in a month, right? Like when we get yeah, through this we'll program, right? Like we'll be able to yeah, see, yeah. like you guys put your money where your mouth is, and, th and that's that's the exciting thing. I I agree that it needs to be. I like the East format because they go into the knockout stages. Like only the best ones go into the knockout stages, so they get their chance. But I feel like you're not giving like too much time because it's going to be really boring to watch if. The middle of the pack Overwatch League teams are just crushing through these contenders teams because yeah, be that's boring. not as fun. It's going to be fun if we see these like crazy stories, but if that doesn't happen, it's just going to be kind of almost uninspiring uh, I mean, to, to the viewer. Fair, yeah, yeah. Paris Eternal and Los Angeles Valiant and stuff like. But they're not going to be in the knockouts themselves, right? Like they're also not going to qualify for the knockouts. So it's like I, I'm worried oh, that we um, won't see that. Before I forget, wish list. Uh, I like I like group stages a lot, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I do think we should we should see more group stages. So you like the pro am format? Like that's kind of how they're doing. It. They're doing like a week of group stages or something like that, yeah. and then into a tournament style. Mm -hmm. That's what yeah. they do in the World Cup too, right? Yeah, yeah, usually, got, yeah. yeah. The country. I like that groups, too. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. How do you feel about the World Cup? Do you feel like it's actually like a competitive kind of thing? Because obviously, like you're, you know, when you guys will be trying out for your team, there will be a lot of competition. Do you still feel like it's a like a good tournament to fill out the calendar or do you feel like it's kind of like well we'd rather just have like overseas tournaments or you know collegiate tournaments or whatever on the schedule mm. uh i like the world cup man i feel like it brings like a whole different aspect into the game it's like kind of like a country pride type of thing yeah i, like I the really world like cup that too, but if it is like if it's like if that's a reason that the overwatch league is having like less tournaments or left less yeah matches, i don't like, like that i don't like that at all like i, I don't I just, they're two separate things, man. Like you can't, you can't make an excuse for one or the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. I see that. I see that. Okay. I, I think the only thing that might be an issue is scheduling because of the year, right? Like if they do yeah. want to do proper knockout, like yeah. Yeah, scheduling, like, cause that's a, that's one of the reasons that in 2019, that was a big issue. The last time there was a world cup because South Korean just didn't even put their best players forward because the players like, I just want to go home, man. I'm just tired. Like it's yeah, been a exactly. hard yeah. year. So I think it's going to be hard to keep that balance. Like I think for this year, everyone's going to be hyped. Everyone's going to want to play in it. It's going to be a fucking lit event. But in the future, they need to make sure that there is that balance of running it while also giving players the time to want to participate in the way. So mm -hmm. yeah. Plus we'll it's hard like playing with a whole group, like a new group of players. And then you got to come back to your old team too. Like, it's yeah. a really weird dynamic that you got to go through. But, like, for us, I feel like we might we might have lucked out. I, th I feel like we could all just play on Team America. So Yeah, yeah hopefully. Really cool. Yeah. All right. I got one more question here about the, the formats and the esports circuit before we move on and maybe talk a bit more about the game um, to wrap up this interview. But I wanted to ask you about the off-season length because this also has been a topic... Um, 
on Yiska's podcast as well, uh, where he talked about the general managers and the general managers were like, hey, I mean, we're just we're just sitting on our hands. Like some of us got rosters ready to go. We're ready to like start competing, start playing as well. And like we don't need the offseason to be much longer than like maybe two months, three months. And then we're ready to go. How do you guys feel as players? Because now it's been um, a bit more than three months. Am I wrong? Four months? Has it been four months? November, uh, November, December, November, December, January, so, February, yeah. yeah, something like that. So, how do you guys feel like in the off season? Have you just like been waiting? Is it boring? Like, does it feel good to get some rest finally? Like, what's your? All right, I, this is my thing. Okay, it's probably clear thing. I love the off season <laughs> when I can get paid. This off season, <laughs> I couldn't get paid. The wheel, man. So, so it, it was so annoying. Like the November all the way to like the twenty third of December, I'm just like, dude, come on. Like, let me sign my contract. Like, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I don't mind the long off seasons if I'm getting paid, me personally. Well, I, I I like my break. Like, I feel like everyone needs a break. You're going through the, the most stressful thing. Uh, but I don't think it needs to be as long as it is. I feel like it's kind yeah, of, yeah. It kind of gets boring after like, like, okay, I got two months off. I stayed at home. I talked to all my family. I'm ready to go next season because, I mean, my job, I kind of, I have nothing else going on unless it's no rush league. How how long do we think the off season should be? What do you guys think? Well, I think it should be three months, yeah, and I think the I season should run for nine months with a good break in the middle. Like there should be like a three to four week break in the middle where like you yeah. have this big mid season tournament that would. So it's almost like we have like two uh, seasons in a year, like two playoffs in a year. Yeah, That's yeah. kind of what like league does with like mm. uh, like they have MSI and then they have Worlds. I think it keeps interest throughout the whole year i think it gives players a break i just think overall it's better and the viewership like we we popped off in the grand finals we had crazy viewership in the grand finals recently yeah, the game was rolling and then we like don't do anything for four months and now stop. yeah yeah that shit is about us anymore right like heartbreaking heartbreaking yeah. yeah that was the most viewed grand finals too right oh yeah by a long a long way you know and you can say stopped all the momentum man right over yeah. And you can say it was because of drops, but fuck it. I don't care if it's because of drops. That's still viewership still and that's there. still people who are still going to watch the games and stuff like that. So yeah, exactly. It's just frustrating. No, I, I, I would, um, I haven't really thought about like how long in the off season, but I think that'd be good. Three months off yeah, season, that enough. nine month year, that, that, that'd be. Yeah. Even something to look forward to, like a Christmas special invitational tournament, of some kind. And like some yeah, Overwatch yeah. League teams, they're not going to have rosters to field for that, but you can get some Overwatch League pros in and get like a Christmas tournament and you play like Christmas maps only or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, and Something you could even like have that. like, like I don't know, the Saudi E-League had a tournament in December, I think. And they had yeah. a gauntlet like if as well. You, like if you have yeah. something like, I don't know, go make a contract out in Saudi League and host something in Saudi. Like, I mean, I feel like that would be awesome. Yeah. Like some mid-season tournament, you know, start yeah. making deals. Yeah, I don't know how you feel, Custa, but like, if the Pro-Am like went live this week, I wouldn't have minded. And maybe we had like contenders qualification start like a month ago, like mid-January. Because then you get January, December, and like half of January off. I mean, that's, you know, 10, 12 weeks. That would have been fine with me, but here we are. Well, it's like the Pro-Am is kind of like preseason to me. Like, that's what I'm kind of taking it is, is like, this is going to be my first look at the teams. It doesn't count towards any points or anything like that. Yeah. We're just going to get a look. Contenders teams come in. Like, you could do the Pro-Am in like a late January, don't even have a requirement that the Overwatch League teams need all these players. Like you just got to field a roster. Yeah, you, that's, you can that's sign what people I, temporarily, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I was like saying. I was like, why, like, 
I feel we shouldn't like require or force the teams to do this pro am because if it's not going to count towards the regular season, they can just like at least field a roster or something like some like maybe temporary. Yeah, or maybe that could be up. their roster trial process. Hey, go perform the pro am, get a contract. I don't know. Yeah, that, I, I never thought about that. And then that's a that's an opportunity for contenders players to shop themselves as well, right? Yeah. Like I'm showing up to the pro am. I did well in the Overwatch against the Overwatch League teams. Hey, look at me. I yeah, you, you can sign up. me, right? Yeah, like yeah. that that could happen. Like that could still happen in this pro am, but. It's a great idea, and it's obviously the first iteration of it, but I think definitely moving it earlier would be good for the league in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I joked on last week's episode, which was yesterday, um, was um, that the LA Valiant, they, they announced that they're going to the NA region. They should just pick up the best pro and team. Like, they, yeah. if they're don't, if sure. not going to play, if they don't have a roster, like, just pick up the best performing pro and team for, for the league. Then off you go. Is, I wonder what Valiant's doing. Yeah, well, you guys murdered them. your team murdered them straight off the bat. They were like twelve minutes in, and you guys already yeah, said they media, were trash. Yeah. yeah, your social media guys. It was so. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure like OG asked them if they could do that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get OG and Ultimate on. Uh, I don't know. Oh God, I mean, man. Yeah. No, you need to get Speed on there too. That no, guy, Speed would really. Nah. Yeah, no. But he'd be the fine, Atlanta though. guys. It's just like the level of delusion between like all the AT players and then the Atlanta players. It's just a big gap. Yeah, they're like, like up here and we're like yeah. all the way down here. Well, how do you feel about that like embodiment that the Toronto and your team is given of? You're like the bad boys of the league. Do you like it? Do you have fun with it? Because obviously it's fun bands, but then you know some of the community take it too far sometimes. Like, how do you feel about that? And they just say that because we're American, right? Well, why am I even yeah, the bad guy? I'm a good guy, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a chill guy, man. I'm not a I, bad I guy. like trash talking. I don't, I don't like, you mm. know, I like the respectfulness. Like, it's cool, but yeah. you look at Call of Duty, man. I love seeing the players get up, just, you know, flip each other off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Flip, like screaming cuss words at them. I mean, it, it gets the fans, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's no, content, I mean, man. I like it. Yeah, it's just fun. But, I mean... Well, we'll do like I've I said this on stream. The only team I plan to regularly shit talk is the Vegas Eternal. That is, the, that is why. What what are the Vegas Eternal do? Like I, I mean, I shit talk them in contenders and so I'm gonna do carrying it. that. Yeah, carry yeah. that in towel. Yeah. So like, okay, so I'm envisioning this. Uh, what's gonna happen? You're gonna shit talk them. Obviously, for you, it's just bants. It's fun. You know those guys. Like you've been around them forever. They're gonna say oh my God, you're shitting on a bottom tier team, right? Let's just say Paris isn't going to be that good, right? How, mm -hmm. how, like, how do you feel? Like, how do you react to that kind of stuff? Because like, obviously Reiner is the greatest example of that, of came in with a lot of banter and then just got fucking crushed by the community for no reason. Like, how do you feel about that? You, does that worry you? I mean, hopefully not because it's the only team I'll shit talk, so. <laughs> oh, okay. I, just, I don't know. I don't like how they the community you know shits on people for shit talking. Did, it did, it what, fun, did Reiner? Did Reiner? I didn't. Even, I actually thought a lot of people were like supporting his. No, it his was it was him complaining about the queen. The, the jokes was the last one. Yeah, it was the really funniest thing ever. Okay, bro. like I'm sorry, but that <laughs> so like funny. like, dude, I that I think about that tweet so much. Like where he said, <laughs> like Dallas. Uh, oh, I'm happy Dallas got their first championship, but like does it, it doesn't count? really count. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't count. <laughs> the glads just improved too late. So oh in my, my books, we're back to back to back champ. Now, what's funny is like he'll be the craziest stuff with Reiner is you'll be in a Discord call with them. Everyone's just talking, chilling, and like that tweet will drop like while you're talking to him. Like he'll <laughs> like like he's just like sitting on Discord typing it with like a straight face. Like you don't even hear him chuckle or anything. He is actually just a maniac, man. Really? Yeah, yeah he's a freak of nature.
Are you guys going to miss him on the AT team? Like, would you have been, felt more comfortable if he was here? Obviously, he has his own stuff going through, but, like, do you guys think you're going to miss him for this roster? Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. He's, I, I still talk to him, like, every day. I mean, he's, yeah, we still he's talk just to him a good day. guy overall. You know, having him on the team, too, I think we would have been, like, a real powerhouse as a tank line. I mean, I think it's safe to say he was... Yeah, 100%. That um, guy, I think, he uh, might have uh, been the best tank in the league. I'm yeah, no, I was going to say, that was probably our best player. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a lot of people will put Smurf above him, but I, I put Reiner, like, right at the top. Like, in terms of wow. flexibility and mechanics on all heroes. Like, I even mean, his I think, got pretty I good. Think it's, I think it's pretty, like, reasonable to say he's the best dive tank in the league. Yeah. yeah like, he, yeah. he's ridiculously good at the game. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why, because he used to play DPS. But, you know, just one, maybe, of the, one of those guys who's just yeah, good at everything, right? In his genetics, I guess. He's, like, a proper of tank. I don't know. Which Reiner, is funny. proper of tank. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna keep that one. As I said, it's just it's just kind of funny because like you know us as like the talent like we we talk we hype up Smurf all the time we always do that but like it's funny consistently especially North American players and like people who exist in the North American region they hype up Rhino way more than we have ever done so on like on the talent team so it's interesting getting your perspective of like you guys obviously know better than us you're in scrims you've played with him you played against him so you know it's sad to see hopefully we get to see him come back soon because as you said the proper of tanks is uh quite the title <laughs> yeah i i think i think i'll be back i don't i don't yeah, know he, he i don't know what team but yeah. yeah um yeah because i don't know if you had anything else to ask about the the league and the format otherwise we could jump into the game yeah because, let's talk about the game yeah. i'm curious to hear what you guys have to say i uh oh, you know yeah, all, all of 2022 last year warm up for this one all right hey you had developer access you know you could have friendly chats and you know give your opinion on the mm. game and, and suggest balance changes and stuff like that sam so what are your thoughts on the developer access how, how, you know yeah, how was that? oh oh when they were doing everything right oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, seriously, oh. during the developer access, like when we had Overwatch 2 access, I said that was the most perfect Overwatch patches I've ever seen in my entire yeah, life. Stage 2 was like as good as it gets. Yes, man. yes. They, they listened yeah. to all of our feedback and like every single player, like it was it was so nice. They responded, um, talked about it, asked questions, like everything felt meaningful. The patches moved like the game forward in like a, a healthy direction. And it it's super unfortunate that uh, you know, as you know, they have more stuff to work on now. As talking to the devs, like I also like, I kind of, I've kind of realized, like you know, why that yeah, kind of stops. Yeah, there's limits, and um, it's unfortunate, but man, like experiencing that uh, communication between the devs and players was was awesome. Yeah, so you know, I I just want to clarify this situation as well because you know, qu quite frankly, Sam, I think that some of the community, they perceive you as a bit of like an asshole to the, the developers <laughs> and like some of those tweets yeah. at times and the comments and stuff like that. But just like breaking that down and like making it constructive from your point of view, you're saying essentially that at the start of the season, they gave the Overwatch League this beta and they did give developer access. So you could have some, um, uh, you know, there were Discord channels and you could talk about stuff, you could suggest changes and like you could send screenshots of maps and be like, hey, this spawn area is a bit too you know too too far because like it makes things imbalanced or like whatever stuff like that yeah you feel like that kind of dropped off is that sort of what instigated your reaction um to to, to this developer yeah relationship? i mean it's like how for me like the breaking point was i mean we just saw like what broken heroes said with a rush one like keeping a character that's like way too good like too good for too long and then i mean think about like sojourn and carry 
like how many times do we re like realistically have to type in that channel like <laughs> like yeah, yeah this yeah. is a problem right and then and then it's like oh well maybe they're not listening to the overwatch league discord no i know the content creators are complaining about it too because the whole community is complaining about it it's a, it's like at that point like what do we seriously need to do more I, it just it's super frustrating so I, I i take it it doesn't need clarification that your thoughts on like game balance and like balancing these heroes you probably understand that you know there's a lot that goes into it you have nintendo switch yeah. players playing it and there's console and all of that but you I, i'm guessing you sort of believe wholeheartedly that like the game should be balanced around pro players because that's when the game is played at its best uh here's like my opinion i think overall like the overall balance of the game should be balanced from the top down. But uh, we know when they nerfed Genji and the reasoning was Genji was dominating too hard in the lower ranks, like uh, that's like a change. I'm not, you know, oh, well, I, like it doesn't like, at least they gave me that reason. You know what I mean? It's not, I'm not too mad about it, but I do think like overall, I do think the game should be balanced top down. I just think it makes it fresh. Like if one hero is dominating and ranked for like, you know, four weeks, let's say like, that's okay. Like every hero is gonna have its good moment, but if it keeps like if there's a bunch of changes that come out and that hero's still just annoying to play against and just hard meta, it, it kind of gets stale after a while. You don't want to play yeah. like, the Arissa shit. Like, my God, man, it's a t I call it the tank equalizer. I'm dominating the enemy tank. They go Arissa. I can't do anything else anymore. Yeah, it's just the way the hero is. It's not gonna what do, die. What do you guys you think? Know? You guys think the game should be doing? Balance well, from the top down. well, here's the thing. Like, I actually don't think. How long was Arissa hard metaphor? Right, like that actually wasn't that long. That was no, like that wasn't was that, that one long. season. That was like no, but it's still broken though. Yeah, oh, it was it was fucking awful. Like we can all agree. Yeah. Like that thing yeah. was literally straight unkillable. Um, but I I agree with you guys that I like it if they are aggressively balancing. I don't mind if they buff the shit out of something. Right, they did yeah, that exactly. with Wrecking Ball. Maybe we're gonna Makes play a shit ton of Wrecking Ball. It's fun, mm. right? My problem exists when Kiriko has been overpowered since the, its inception, yeah, primarily yeah. because of the movement being on such a short cooldown, the Suzu just being able to do too much on such a short cooldown, then the healing, right? So they nerfed the healing, they gave that a pass, but I was shook when we came into this season and we didn't see a Suzu change in any yeah. form, right? And that's where my frustrations lie of like, you know how strong this character is, but they keep nerfing the characters that are benefiting from the value of Kiriko, right? Roadhog, Orisa, um, Ramacha, right? They're all overpowered in their own way because they're strong heroes, but because Kiriko exists to enable them as well, right? So that's my problem. I think sometimes they're looking at the numbers of the unmirrored win rates and the, that kind of shit, but I think sometimes they're not just like taking an objective look at the game, which is what us pro, well, sorry, you pro players are doing and us at the high level are trying to do is like, Here's the problem, right? Like that this just needs to be looked at. And yeah. I feel like that's going under the rug a little bit too much as of late. While I agree with Sam, early on in the beta, early on in the game, they were very receptive to our feedback. And I think we've fallen away from that a little bit. Yeah, I, I also think the game should be balanced from the top down. Like I've sort of believed in like the, the trickle down balance that essentially like if you balance it to the pros are happy with the game, then you'll find the lower ranks like gold, silver, like they'll, they'll generally have a pretty good time playing the game as well. Because yep. someone in gold is going to pick up from some streamer and they'll play the best hero. And while they might not be able to maximize the value from how good a hero is, they'll still have like a slightly small, smaller edge. And like, I think there's some, yeah. you know, they'll play it more in those ranks as a result. So um, I, I guess, I guess what like really threw me off when it came to the second half of the season is stuff like, you know, Junker Queen was introduced and yep. like everyone was just like, well, Shout is going to be a problem because like you give movement speed and you're giving health. And like, I think... 
most people in that Discord, I can't recall the conversation. So yeah, like, hey, I mean, dude, good. It's gonna God, be how hard. many times do we have to tell them, yeah. like, yo, this is just gonna be, this is gonna be game, game revolution, like, yeah, it's like revolutionize the goats, game. Yeah, yeah, I was like, everyone said that, and then you know, and then I mean, to, I, to add on top of that, the Doomfist changes came later on, which a lot of pros also disagreed oh with. God. So it felt like a bit of a snowball kind of thing in Discord, where start of the yeah. season, they're very you know responsive to feedback and they're making changes accordingly. Then Junker Queen is introduced, and we're like, this is a bad idea. And then Doomfist is changed, and all the Doomfist players are like, well, what are you guys doing with our hero? Like, you made it way less powerful and way less fun it's just like a useless hero now and also because the game is being released there's less feedback there's less interaction between the players and the devs so that's kind of like where it broke down and yeah, the funny thing yeah. about that doom change by the way is you know how he had a slow for two seconds right yeah, yeah. the most the most important that it was, was the was, most necessary thing in overwatch 2 ever the i know slow. but the the queen came out with the shout in the speed boost think about if doom had slow okay? yeah yeah you and could slow shot. an entire group of five people, and I feel like that that would have been the counter to the comp. But they nerfed that hero as soon yeah. as they put out Queen. So that that was like every everyone has said that that slow is such like a necessary yeah, thing. Like to even if they, so, these death ball, second, this death ball like, stuff is just is just like it's not viable all the time, you know. Yeah. But I mean, the the thing is, is what no the reason people are complaining about the slow is you could. Someone could be over here and you could slam here and that slow would still slow them just as much as like the people here, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So we just said nerf it, but they just removed it and then they haven't added it back. I, I actually think that's one thing that I've been frustrated with the devs. And I think Genji is the biggest example of this of there is a way to nerf things without having and adversely affect each rank in which it's a problem, right? Like I don't think you need to nerf Doomfist slow, as you said. If it just hits everyone, it's too easy to use. But then if you make mm -hmm. it so that the way that you have to use it makes it strong yeah, is I good. See. And I think Genji is like, you just, you can't just give him, what was it? Two less damage on a shuriken. It's like, you yeah, can change him. Yeah. And you can change him in a way that makes him worse for the lower end while also not affecting him too much in the higher end. I can't spitball anything right now, but like that has happened in the past. And I think yeah, yeah. when Doomfist well, got the pass, Quake, get quaked on and Dante both said, you've buffed him so heavily, he's going to become overpowered for everyone. And then you're just going to yeah. nerf him back. It's not the right change. It's like, uh, it's like high, it's easy, easy to use abilities that get high value. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like Junker Queen Shout, I give everyone on my team, what was it, 100 HP? Yeah. They that's don't good. even have to be that close to me. And speed boost. Like, that's not hard. I click shift, bang. I win the team fight. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just hate, like, heroes like that. Like, if it's if it's hard to hit something, and but it gives a lot of value, I feel like it's just, it's perfect oh, for the game. I mean, here's a good change. For, yeah, if, like, Genji's one-shotting too many people, all right, nerf, nerf his damage, increase fire rate. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, that was like a perfect thing or like so, I, I mean well, sojourn I, is pretty same. applicable like if people are annoyed by mercy boosting sojourn one shots then yeah. find a way to negate that without like nerfing the hero totally we yeah, don't even yeah. need the, the damage boost you kind of just tap somebody and then headshot them and yeah. Right yeah. you know they're gonna die anyways you don't really need the damage boost but yeah, yeah. So if, if you had a, if you had like a, you know, if the developers are watching the show, like what, mm. what would you say to them? Not in terms of like balance changes, but you would just be like, hey, like, you know, we, we'd like to restore those relations and like you'd be able to, you know, talk with you guys more often and like you have productive feedback sessions. Like, I don't know if you have a player discord now. It's obviously like the mm. next season hasn't started yet, but how, how would yeah, you we, like we to go them. back to that that you had earlier oh, on we last can't. season? 
No. Yeah, there's no going back to that. Yeah, you can't. I, I already, it's, it's just, it's not, like I said, that they, they have limits over there at Blizzard. You know, they're, they're working on other stuff. It just can't. Okay. It's not possible. Yeah. So speaking more about the balance changes, how do you feel about the balance changes going into season three? How do you feel like where the balance is currently? Yeah, it's good balance. Great. Yeah. Yep. I think uh, still need more carry nerfs. Um, yeah, carry Lucio is going to be played everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. Carry, carry, carry. I mean, still just game, game breaking. Uh, ball. Ball's not that good, bro. You go Sombra. You can play Doom. Okay, but like, do I want to play Sombra? Well, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Like I don't know, I don't know. I, I, ball ball looking a little good. Maybe maybe honestly nerf the uh, the shields. Yeah, I think would be a good change. I agree. Well, I, I love, think that's I problem. love the minds change that that gave us all a lot more uh, value. It was I terrible. Think. Yeah, terrible for it. Yeah. Well, I, okay. I actually want to get your your feedback. What? How do you feel about Sojin these days, Sam? Because like I actually don't like Sojin in my games as a support player. Unless they're getting damage boosted, I feel like they just don't see that. Or do you think that's a cause of the Wrecking Ball Doomfist becoming better? Mm, I think she's still good. She's still good? Yeah. yeah I, I, but I do, think, I, I do think right now with the meta, a lot of the time Cass is going to get more yeah, value. Yeah, going crazy. Yeah, because yeah, you got the yeah. sticky grenade. That thing is crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You force away flankers with it. And then like if a monkey comes in, you just stick him, ban the mm -hmm. hammer, he's dead. So. Uh, his high noon's pretty good in this match. Yeah, the too. high noon is good. How much yeah. damage reduction does he get now? Like thirty percent? Is it fifty? I thought 50? it was fifty. It's really 50, hard to kill him. That's all. Yeah, it, when he high noons, you're just like, "Whoa, I'm kind yeah. of fucked." And either like, you stun him or you get out. I mean, yeah. yeah, and I think he's also one of those people who's affected by mercy. Well, that sucks. Uh, that's very uncool. Hi, podcast listeners. I think everything's oh, crashed. Back. Are we back? <laughs> uh, we're missing Custa and we're missing Sam. I think you can see each other, but they can't actually. Yeah, we, can we can't actually hear them on the podcast. So I got to set these cameras up real quick. Sorry about that. But can but you hear me or no? I can hear you, Kalush, yeah, but I can't hear Sam okay, and Custa because when they join with a separate link or yep. so. Um, Oh my god, and they just left. No, no they're, they coming back. they're coming back. They should have stayed in Wait, the call. Why? And I would have fixed it. Oh. Oh, there you go. There is, there is Costa, and we're just missing Sam now. Yeah, Sam's coming back right now. I didn't do anything. It, it just it just crashed. But yeah, the recording is still again, going. So, and oh, there's yeah, Sam as well. So, yeah, we're back. We're back. Yeah, there we go. All right, back. we'll keep it going. We'll keep it going. Uh, so, Sojourn, yeah, Mercy. Yeah. Where do you guys feel? How do you guys feel on Mercy? Like, the blue beam, obviously very contentious. She just got a pretty big pass that, like, Change how she plays fundamentally, but some people are saying buff, some people are saying no. All right, I I, I think I have a pretty hot take. I think, I, think it, I think it was good changes. Yeah, yeah. They were yeah. good changes. I think so too. Yeah. I have no issue with that. I just had an issue with the mercies that climbed pocketing the sojourn. Yeah, like it's not yeah. the mercy being good; it's a sojourn that's just killing the entire lobby. It's server admin. Do you think blue beam's an issue for the long term of Overwatch? Because that's one uh... of the biggest contentious parts of like you just pocket one DPS player. Like it used to be sojourn. Then in the past it's been Soldier. Now it's Cass, right? Like it just feels like it. You know, it goes I, from I think here to here. Mercy Blue Beam and like the highest level of plays at a weird spot because Zen, like in terms of stacking damage, like when you think about, it, I feel like Zen gets more value, but like lower ranks is probably. And then if it, when it's like faster metas, like Lucio just out, they just outrush her. Yeah, so honestly, I, even with these buffs, I still don't think she'll be that good. And ranked, I, I think she's pretty good though. Yeah. 
And I think that's the issue is like, I, I can absolutely, in her current state, even though she's like dominating ranked in some like way, right? Mm -hmm. I think at the highest level, you're not going to see any. Like I, when you guys start yeah. screaming, I don't expect anyone to be playing Mercy. She's too easily killable by a good dive, yeah. right? Especially mm -hmm. with the GA changes. So I don't know. It, it's kind of an interesting community feedback, but it's kind of doesn't affect you guys that much at mm -hmm. all, right? But it's also like one of those things, like she's not really annoying to play against, you know? Like if she was like oppressive and annoying, I'd have more of an issue with it, but you know, I I don't know what the win rates look like. I don't I don't I can't look at those type of things. But like when you get things like Arissa, like where she's literally unkillable, it's just unfun to play against. But, yeah. And then ranked, I, I've never really had an issue playing against Mercy. I kind of just go Winston and just zap her a few times. When I was jump. trying to practice Sojourn, and there there's a Mercy Sojourn on the other team. Oh yeah, well that's an issue. Yeah. That You're was, just gonna lose that was every time against her. Yeah. yeah. But in this meta, I feel like it's a little different. Yeah, would, I think would, you can just kill the Mercy, right? Yeah. Would you that, do you like the current system where they just like throw some changes at you, or would you like the idea of like having like a PTR like World of Warcraft, like they try out the changes, they try out the stuff like that beforehand, and like you could give your thoughts on the PTR and like try out the changes beforehand, or are you just fine them just like releasing them? Go I'm live? fine with them just starting changes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like the like idea like oh let's try everything out and see if it works first like. Just throw some shit in the game and see what yeah, happens. Yeah, you know? if they, they were like drastic. Yeah, yeah if they were cool. like Jurassic, just reworks and changes. Yeah, you know, you maybe maybe PTR, but a lot of the time it's just balance stuff. Like so. you throw in like a broken like change to a hero and changes the entire meta. It refreshes the game for everybody. Hmm. Like I, I'm sure everyone was bored of the Ramatra mirror every day and ranked. Yeah. Sojourn Mercy just running the lobby every single day. Arissa every day. The Roadhog every day too was like so annoying. Yeah. I think they just need know. to give more people that treatment that they did to Roadhog, where it's like, hey, this has been going on for five yeah. weeks. Snap. People aren't happy with it. Fucking let's just crush him and we'll figure something out later, right? Like, and we'll yeah, work yeah. Out Actually, that's like, it's like, I know they don't want these characters to be like useless, but I mean, like Kiriko right now, dude, if you have to just sledgehammer her to get her out of the rotation and then come back later and like look at her again, like, I think that's, I don't think that's like a bad thing to do. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, it's a good thing yeah. to do. And it, you don't have to do too much to Sledgehammer. You don't have to overwork their kit like Roadhog. If you just increase Suzu by like four seconds, you reduce their healing just a tiny bit and gave her Swift Step or the two second cooldown, like that would probably hurt her a lot. Wouldn't affect the lower ranks that much, but it would probably kill her in the high yeah, ranks. Exactly, it's still playable. Yeah. But yeah. Like Roadhog's kind of still playable. It's not terrible. Yeah, I haven't seen many Roadhogs, but that's probably just because of how oppressive Ramatra and Arissa have been, right? So Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you get counter swapped, yeah, you kind of just have to... Only he's only really good into like monkey right now. And monkey maybe and yeah, no, not really into doom because you get punched out of your e. But yeah. Uh, how do you how do you feel about the game in general right now? Do you think it's fun if you compare it to like Overwatch One, where we're like two years ago? Obviously, we have way mm -hmm. more content now. But you know, some people have made, been making the case because like top five hundred is broken, the top ten leaderboard is kind of broken, so it's kind of demotivating because you you don't get motivated to play as much. Do you feel that way? Do you think the game is more fun? Are you still motivated to just queue ranked like eight hours a day? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I've been having a blast with the game, honestly. You know, I, you guys, people see me complain on Twitter, but you guys gotta. That's when I'm at my lowest, man. Like, you can't expect to. <laughs> they gotta too tune much into the Sam stream on Twitch. Yeah, I'm playing all day, it's fun, like man. seriously. Yeah, I, I, I've been, I've been having pretty fun with the game. Um, wish list, I guess, for just like the overall, uh, just different rank system. Kind of like uh, right now, you can go. You, Say I win seven games and lose six. That's not a good record, but I've somehow still climbed because of how the system works. I don't really like that. Um, and then what were you saying about the... Uh, oh, yeah, I don't like the how it's like GM1. Uh, 
I wish it would show your rank or whatever in game, I guess. I just wish they'd make Top 500 feel a little bit more special. I liked how it was in Overwatch. Like grinding and get it ranking yeah. up more. Yeah. Yeah. I think they said in a blog that they're definitely not going back to Overwatch 1, but they are planning, hoping to make some changes. So mm -hmm. hopefully. I, I, just right I just hope they uncap it in some way that gives you incentive because, like, I'm sure you guys have the same thing. If you're like, oh, I finished my five placement games, I'm still. Top 500 or GM1 yeah, or whatever yeah, it yeah. tells you. And you're like, well, it doesn't. And then I see my rank go up and down but without any real context of how it's yeah. going up and down, right? So if they could just provide some feedback to be like, hey, this is how much you're winning and gaining. Like, I want to see that I only got five FSR on a win, but like 10 on a loss. So then that gives mm -hmm. me some form of like baseline of what the fuck I'm doing. Um, and then obviously yeah. the matchmaking has been an issue, but Aaron addressed that recently. Yeah, thank so, God yeah. that got fixed. That was like did the that, worst did that, what, did that already get fixed or is it getting fixed? I haven't I'm played just, it since he said it got fixed, but I, like, I was playing yesterday and people were telling me it was fixed, but I was like, uh, yeah, is I it stopped now? getting. Yeah, we stopped getting gold players. Okay, that okay. was that was hell on earth, man. Yeah. I've never, uh, yeah. I've never seen him more tilted in my entire life. <laughs> I, 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 like, I lost like six straight, and I was like losing my mind. It was always one. It was two people on my team going like. 10 and 20 when I'm like 24 and 4 and I'm like oh yeah. okay guys <laughs> they're just gone they're just not on my team but. I had a DPS player die 24 times in one of my games stuff like that and he's like sorry man I'm like a diamond player I'm like yeah, yeah it's like not your fault that you're in our him. game right like yeah like it's not your yeah. fault that you're in our game but it's just like just it just sucks for everybody involved right Mm -hmm. Yeah, like both sides. Like I hate being in games where I'm like stomping. I'm like okay, well this is boring and then yeah. I get stomped the next game. I have that one guy so I don't yeah. know. Like a loss of competitive integrity is kind of what tilts me. All right. You got any more questions? Tell us stuff. You guys no. practicing? You're about like a month away from the pro am. How's the practice? Are you like ramping it up? Getting the uh, team together? Well, there's not teams practicing right now, so it's kind of hard to get scrims. Yeah, scrims will start, I think, like regularly. Probably what? What do you think? Like two weeks, maybe? Yeah, probably like two, three weeks before. Two, three weeks. But I mean, we're scrimming a tiny bit right now. But I think that's more so just because we want to scrim. Not like, you know, I don't think Toronto's like making us or anything. You know what I mean? But yeah. Okay. Um, Are you doing yeah. any classical like team building exercises in Toronto? Like going out as a team and like, I don't know, uh, doing some hobby or the... trying something out? Yeah, we're, we're, going, like we're doing something. something. I don't know. I don't know. It's always fun hearing like team bonding with like our team though, because it's like I don't think I think we've like bonded the most that. possible we can. Yeah, Discord we, call eight hours a day for the past four years. Yeah. Like I just imagine like Toronto Defiant, maybe like they take you out to dinner, like they treat you to something, or like you know mm -hmm. they let you experience Toronto because Toronto, you know, you were there recently, Costa. Like it's a cool city, right? So you want to check it out. I live there. It's a fucking, it's a great city. Yeah. Like it's Before yeah. How are you started. guys liking it? Have you guys explored much? Oh, of it I yet? absolutely love it. Yeah. I seriously love this city. Um, we came here for the summer showdown tournament. I fell in love with it there. Yeah, it's dope. I like it a lot. There's there's always something to do, like around mm -hmm. the city. There's like concerts and stuff. So. Yeah, pretty go watch like an NBA or something. I don't know if you guys have yeah, sports exactly. at all, but yeah, I want to go to a Raptors game over here. Yeah, yeah, we probably will. Yeah, that'd be cool. You lived here, Custa. Yeah, I lived there in 2017. You remember like the dark ages of the Overwatch, uh, just before the Overwatch League? I lived up there. Oh, yeah, okay. lived up in Canada. Did you like so... it? Yeah, I, I, I love Canada, like, uh, as a whole. I lived in Vancouver the year before, but like, mm. it's just nicer. Like, uh, in terms of the people, I think the the weather's good. Uh, it gets a little too cold in Toronto for my liking. Like, it's probably snowing for you guys, or is that come and gone at this point? Like, it was snowing. I don't know, I don't know, if, it, I don't know if it it's came or gone. I, it's, I don't know. it's probably going to come. It's, no it's like a little chilly, but like, 
everywhere yeah. has been like i was in i live in michigan and it's kind of like the same weather yeah yeah because so. that's pretty close to your home actually that's probably like yeah a... it's like a 40 minute flight it wasn't yeah. too bad wow that's nice. but uh we live right on the lake too though um so i mean that'll drive a lot of snow in as well all right okay. well it seems like you guys are set for a really fun year getting the back getting back together as well so yeah. uh yeah i appreciate you guys coming on the podcast yeah, thank you yeah, for having us. Thank you. Cheers, guys. All right. So uh, check out Sam streaming on Twitch. Kalush, I've been seeing you streaming as well. Oh, oh. He, he liked that. Oh, <laughs> I you think he left. <laughs> no? oh, Kalush, you've been streaming as well? Oh, yeah. Kalush underscore on Twitch. All right. Yeah. Someone stole my name. We stream like every day, basically? Yeah, I try to stream every day. Yeah. yeah. All right. And if you want, you can check out Costa stream as well. But people know yeah, that. Yeah, I'll he's, be there. He's, he's <laughs> well. Yeah. And they'll be getting a games together and uh, against each other. So, yeah. Um, all right, guys, thank you so much. Plat Chat, episode 166. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode 167, and it'll be back to just four idiots talking about takes and uh, your watch league going into We got power rankings coming soon. So, oh, we got power rankings coming soon. We got to do team Let's previews go. first. Let's go. We'll be doing the Toronto Defiant team preview soon. We got to do that first. <laughs> Give our takes then. Uh, might be biased at this point. We'll see. That's true. Uh, yeah. But yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, and we'll see yep. you next time. Uh, thank you.